If you have 30 ninjas, Bruce Lee's going to whip all their asses. If you have one ninja, Bruce Lee's going to have a tough time. He will win, but he'll have a tough time. Hello and welcome to Dice Like Ice, episode 35. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the beavis to my butthead, Andrew Mitchell. I don't think we've actually done this one before. I don't think so either. You think this would would be like number one? Yeah, I know. It's very out of character that I didn't use a a 90s MTV cartoon. Yeah, we laugh about butts. You know, we're very (laughs) easily distracted by boobs. I mean, it's, it's perfect. We'll sit there and watch metal music all day long. Yeah. You know, and spitballs for days. Absolutely. <laughs> Make fun of uh, proto Hank Hill. I mean, it's perfect. Oh, my God. Dude, Beavis and Butthead Do America was a great fucking movie. That's one of those shows that has, it's like, if you haven't actually, you know, for younger people, if you didn't watch it from the beginning, it's weird what it's connected to. Because like uh, King of the Hill, like I just said, which has come and gone for most young people, although mm-hmm. it is coming back uh daria came out of beavis and butthead which i think that came back for a bit but i'm not 100 percent sure um mtv came and gone essentially like yeah. it's it, the, the consistent joke of it's way longer not been about music than it has at this point but that's back when it was about music it's just that's a, a cultural touchstone right there yeah, I mean, MTV used to be so fucking weird yeah it was great <laughs> it was fucking great you ever watch the idiot box what what the fuck is the idiot, the idiot box? box on MTV? It's uh, Alex Winters from um, um, uh, uh, Bill and Ted, uh, the, the not Keanu Reeves. Uh, it was his like sketch comedy show, and it's crazy 90s, super in your face, loud music, lots of screaming. Uh, he took uh, a lot of that energy and put it into the movie Freaked, if you ever saw that. Okay, I did see the movie Freaked. Okay, it's kind of like that, but in like short form. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. Yeah, MTV. And then all the all the weird animation MTV had, like, it was wildly creative back when it started, and then it just slid into dog shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what MTV has too much of now, Andrew? What's that? Sponsors. Aha! Just like our sponsors. Ah. Grip and rip! What a transition. Yeah, Definitely not it, forced. No, not forced at all, but we were going to go down the MTV rabbit hole, and it was going to be a good time for no one involved. So what you drinking, Andrew? Ah, today we have a Stone Brewing Limited Release. We have a Choco Vesa uh, Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. Oh, that sounds very nice. Yeah, and it is an 8.1, so uh, by the end of this podcast we'll be feeling pretty okay. Yeah, nice, nice. And it is delicious. Definitely getting nice notes of uh, cinnamon and chilies and, and some nutmeg and chocolate, of course. So, yeah, I, I, I like it. Because Stone normally does, like, IPAs and stuff, so it's uh, interesting whenever they release a non-IPA. I, I usually pick them up just to see how good they are, and this one's pretty solid. Nice. What are you drinking tonight, Tony? Is it uh, anything uh, 8.1 or higher? No, it is, or, an, sorry. Yeah. it is an 8. I thought I had you with the 8. Ha-ha! So I did almost buy a beer that you would have loved. It was a peanut butter porter. But I've I, had those. I didn't think I could fucking choke that down and actually enjoy myself. So I went oh, with, great. Uh, I got another Southern Prohibition brewing beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the same people who did the uh, Dogs Manipulating Time I got a while back. 
Okay. And once again, this was just a whip-ass looking can. I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. It is their crowd control Imperial Pale Ale. And it's an 8%. Let's see. Oh, that's good. That's real nice. Crowd control IPA can. Uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll just shoot you a picture of it. Oh, that's fine. I already found it. Yeah. I mean, it's green, uh, so you can't really see a lot of it. But it is, it is a, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It is a moot green can. And it's just a super I mean, cool piece of artwork. We've got a shitload of moot green, so we at least, uh, you know, spiritually, this is a good can for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, floating around a, a four out of five on most of the reviews I'm seeing. So, yeah, yeah that's no, pretty it's, good. It's nice. It's got just like a little bit of that bitterness, but not too bad. Not enough that it's like drinking a can of fucking paint stripper. It's not a hopsecutioner. <laughs> I'll drink a hopsecutioner, but it's not my favorite. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, man. So, uh, Andrew, we've uh, we've only had a couple of weeks since our last recording. What you worked on? Anything big? <laughs> I got a lot of painting done, Tony. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we'll start off with some purchases first. Um, I love chuckle Yeah. Uh, so as I said in the previous podcast, I did end up purchasing the Tyranids Battle Force box. I was able to snag one online from a third party reseller. So I was uh, able to save uh, a few bucks on it. Uh, so that was pretty nice. Should be getting shipped out. Shit. It's Wednesday. So I guess by the end of this week, because it's that's when they launch. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Got the Tyrannus Battle Force box. I got a used uh, Fane of Slanesh and the Hedonites of Slanesh Endless Spells, because those have been sold out fucking everywhere for ages. Like, just now to the point where I'm finally seeing the Fane again, which is their uh, 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 terrain piece for Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a big mirror, and it's got one of the demon's heads coming through it. Uh, right. But the Endless Spells are still totally sold out, to the point where people on eBay are selling one of them, of the three that come in the box, for the price of the box's original launch. Jesus. And I was able to find... I was able to find a used set of all three for like $20 less than the uh, box was originally sold for. So I snapped that up the second I saw it because I will never get a deal that good again. No, you will not. That was super nice. Um, I actually did something I haven't done in a while and I sat down and did a basing day because I don't want these Tyranids to end up being like my Iron Warriors where I got to sit down and do the whole goddamn army. (laughs) Um, So I ended up uh, basing... The Norn Emissary, the Death Leaper, the Neuro Tyrant, the Screamer Killer, 20 Termagants, which I did finish painting, one Hive Tyrant, which I did finish painting, and one Neuro Lictor, which I also finished painting. So that's a shitload of Tyranids. Um, but I'm not done yet. So I also started painting, uh, or sorry, finished painting, five Barb Gaunts, two Ripper Swarms, nine Neuro Gaunts, and one Psychophage, which is the cool uh, harvester guy with the, the smoke coming out of his big back things. Um, and then I also started painting one that one metal lictor I got from you and three of the Von Ryan Leapers. And they're probably about 75% done, I'd say. So How uh, do those I two have models been... compare to one another? Are they like close in size? The Lichter? Yeah, and the Von Ryan Leapers. Uh, literally the same size. Like, okay. <laughs> it's it's a staggering the difference in scale between a normal Lichter from back in the day versus the new Lichter. Like, it's probably like a fourth again as large as uh, the previous Lichters were. So it's pretty pretty chunky. Um, thankfully, I, I based the metal Lichter on a, a big uh, piece of cork rock, so he's at least standing over them. You can at least tell he's not another Von Ryan Leaper. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've been just knocking the fuck out of some Tyranids. This painting scheme is very easy to do once I know what I am doing. 
a lot of dry brushing very very easy to do to to i, I kind of simplified duncan's high fleet Klindathu scheme that i was following but uh ended up getting roughly the same results so i'm pretty happy with it so far and it's really nice just to like sit down and be like i got these 20 infantrymen i gotta knock out and not have a million billion fucking details on them uh no metal to worry about other than what i add to the base you don't have to worry about cloth effects you don't have to worry about like skin tones or anything it's just carapace the little bit of flesh that's peeking through the bright yellow and red stripes on them bing bang boom we're done and it's awesome <laughs> so uh other than that i also did some non-tyranid stuff i started paying captain von riaz the uh the pirate blood bowl star player uh got her about three-fourths of the way done and then got sidetracked with tyranids um so i'll get back to her fairly soon um because i still have to finish basing the rest of my undead star players as well uh, and then last but not least, uh, due to launches that we will be uh, talking about fairly soon, uh, I picked up um, an old aberrant arch regent that I've had sitting on my backlog for like three years, like this is, or however long that model's been out. Uh, it's the um, the Strigoi Ghoul King model that, uh, it's, it's the guy like hanging off of a rock, like being all creepy vampire. Um, one of the now Flesh Eater Court guys. Uh, and I decided to see how he would look in my uh, flayed flesh thing like I did with my meat trees. And I think it turned out pretty okay. So, you know. It's, it's uh, uncomfortably it was... gross looking. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, might be getting some more stuff in the future to paint that on that we'll talk about in the near future. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that was my shitload of progress. I painted so much stuff and it's been awesome. Nice. How about you, Tony? I uh, uh, heard there was a big army launch that you got your hands on recently. Yeah, so buckle up. We ain't done with hobby progress yet. Yeah. Uh, so, as you guys know, I got the Cities of Sigmar box set a while back, and then I picked up uh, Carl Franz on Deathclaw, and then the Cities of Sigmar stuff released, and I went whole fucking hog on it. So, picked up the range i got another box of cavaliers a box of fusiliers a command core um the free guild general on griffin one of the cannons and i also picked up the uh the marshal on ogre you know the the fucking the tower sniper that's so goofy and awesome at the same time goofy but good goofy but good so i got those in on last wednesday when we were at gaming the box arrived by saturday afternoon every bit of it had been assembled yeah you really uh assembly line these fuckers out oh my out. god yeah so mold lines all removed uh oh and i also got a uh, pontifex what's her fuck uh starts with a z uh yeah it's like pontifex zanestra or something i don't know it's it's the chick being carried by the the two dudes she's got like I'm the skeleton it. on the back i like pontifex what's her fuck it's my favorite that'll but, always be her name spiritually yeah. oh yeah so what was really cool about that instruction sheet is something I've never seen in a GW instruction sheet before. And that's after every couple of steps, it had a paintbrush icon and then would go to a different part of the model going, hey, dumb shit, this is where you should do a subassembly because you're never going to be able to paint this guy's torso when it's pressed up against a giant piece of wood. Pontifex Sinestra, Matriarch of the Great Wheel. Oh, there we go. Yeah, like I said, Pontifex, what's her fuck? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I like that they actually are. Yeah, it, it's a really good thing for new players to not necessarily put the whole damn kit together because uh, some of these models are borderline impossible to fully paint if you assemble the whole thing. Now, sub assemblies are your friend. Now, Andrew, I want you to guess how many sub assemblies that model is. 
Well, let's see. There's the two people carrying. There's Pontifex, what's her fuck, and then thing. So I'm gonna guess four, not including the base. Seven. Wow. Why? <laughs> so okay. So it's each of the two dudes. Then okay. you have the base of the thing they're carrying, the like tall okay. piece of the thing they're carrying, Pontifex, the skeleton thing on the back of the Pontifex, and then the uh, the base. Seven. Seven sub assemblies. Yeah, I guess it does kind of have a like a cover that you would also want to paint yeah, separate. It is a bit excessive, but I like that they did that. Uh, ironically, it did not recommend doing the Fusiliers in sub-assemblies, even though there's a giant shield that blocks 80% of the model. So, yeah. that's going to be fun. Uh, I also knocked out my like color blocking on one of my guys that I'm going to go with. So, I'm going to do the, uh, the dark reds, blacks, and creams of the Witch Hunter style. Okay. Which works out well because I traded Matt, uh, a boy, a boy Matt, Diner Matt, everybody loves him, traded out, he's doing Sisters, so I gave him a set of the uh, Celestins, the one with the shields, and then mm-hmm. uh, the standard bear chick, whatever her name is, for his painted uh, Galen Dren and his daughter, the little fucking witch hunter pair witch that's impossible to find yeah because like ah, i really don't want to spend 60 bucks on those like i've got two sitting around you've got sister stuff sitting around so deal fucking done there uh and they're painted up in that scheme already so that works out well and it's a basing scheme that i was looking at doing so you know ah, perfect uh then i got in one of the uh the jukoi cases that our group is going on and on about and let me tell you that case is fucking huge it's this big plastic magnet case that you can get off of Amazon that you can also get a backpack for. It was 120, but the Black Friday sales and stuff dropped down to like, I think I got it for 99. Oh, mine wasn't quite that cheap. Well, I, I got it before Black Friday and they were just running a special on it. Interesting. Cause I got mine for 110, which I was yeah. still very happy with because they're yeah. like 150 normally. Yeah, exactly. So, but no, it's a great case. It comes with uh, five of the magnetic trays in it. And I put all of the Cities of Sigmar stuff I have in it, and it barely even fills up like a quarter of it. Yeah, I picked up just the one. I, I came very close to impulse purchasing two, but then I'm like, you know, I should probably get the first one and see if I actually like it before I commit to two. Yeah. Because um, they'll, they'll be on sale again mm-hmm. in the near future, I'm sure. Christmas coming up and all that, if I do love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking what I'll probably do with this first one is it'll be my specialist game case. So that'll be where... Uh... Andrew, you'll be able to fit every specialist game you own in that thing. It's fucking huge for that good that's exactly what i wanted it for because I'm, I'm overflowing with blood bowl at this point especially with the couple of teams i picked up from matt oh yeah hobby progress i forgot i got uh, matt was also getting rid of his uh, old metal uh chaos team which has like the guy with the big like crab claw and oh nice you picked so, that one up yeah i'm super excited to paint them i i really love these chunky old blood bowl models yeah i also got some blood bowl stuff from matt for my hobby progress i got the Skaven resin forge world like expansion that comes with the special thrower and the two other sculpt gutter runners mm-hmm. and uh oh fuck what's his name the fat Skaven like glottal stomp fuck rip or something no it's uh hark hark shit I'm pretty good with these typically uh, uh hack flim scuttle spite is the only one I know but he's the guy with two heads yeah. fuck oh 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 uh glart smash rip yeah glart smash rip that's what I said Glottal Stomp, what's his fuck? All, all characters' uh, Gl- last name is what's its fuck in this in this universe at this point. Glottal Stomp is the Lizardman. Is it fuck? I knew yeah. it was a Blood Bowl name. That's the joke because they have all of the the names with the the uh, apostrophes, so they're like you know hard Glottal yeah. Stops. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense. 
Uh, I don't Blood Bowl enough for this stuff. You should, because I just finished a vampire team, and we need to play more. I know we do. I know we do. Hey, uh, I'll have you know that my cartoon orcs won third place in the painting competition at the Warhammer store for the Golden Grot squad. So Chaboy is now technically an award-winning painter. That's that's both of us now, man. Yeah, look at that. painters on the Dice Like Ice podcast. Look at that. Look at us. Look at us. Moving on up. I know. Uh, I'm a way better player than painter because I'm actually weirdly amassing a small collection of awards for that. So I'll take it. Yeah. The 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 dark horse meta of fucking <laughs> Imperial Guard tanks. We'll see if I can do it again in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Back to hobby progress. Uh, so I got all those. I got that one guy color blocked. I also picked up two of the new Battletech premium mechs, the Shadowhawk. And the, or is it the Phoenix Hawk? It's either Shadow Hawk or the Phoenix Hawk. I confused them. And the Rifleman, the premium ones, which are actually in parts like a GW miniature, so you can assemble them in different poses, which is cool as shit. Then I also picked up roughly three tables worth of terrain for TT Combat because it was on sale. So for about 160 US bucks, uh, we're going to have enough terrain for at least three more tables for the RT. Nice. So. Andrew, I'm probably going to enlist you on one of those days you're off during all this time to help me build all this fucking shit, because it is going to be a nightmare. No problem. I should be free. And then the last bit, I believe, of hobby progress I have is me being an absolute crazy person, and I am in the process of switching all of my GW paints to dropper bottles. Like you're transferring them, I am hand, transferring, hand dropping them? I am, no, I'm transferring every one into Monument Hobbies dropper bottles and replacing my Ooh. janky, odd collection of different ways to hold paints with those nice game envy racks that I got. I've definitely seen people who sell like specific funnels that they've manufactured just for this. So it's really not bad. Uh, I usually just like put on a show or something or hop in the discord and shoot the shit with people as I'm just, you know, I put a little bit of um, water or thinner in the paint, shake it, and then just flip it over it. If I lose the four drops that get stuck in the bottom of the pot, I don't fucking care because I'm more likely to use them when they're in a dropper bottle than having to remix the bastards every single time I want to use the color. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So, uh, well, speaking of paints, I did uh, swing by Level Up to see if they had some grass tufts, and ended up picking up some of the Brush On Pro Acryl Primer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I haven't tried it yet, but you know, winter is coming, and yeah. it's it's not quite as bad as Georgia's summer, but it is pretty uh, cold and wet. So yeah. spray primer doesn't doesn't agree with that weather either. So I thought I'd go ahead and give that a try too. And hey, maybe if I like it, I'll try out some other pro acryl. The guy who was at the desk was selling me real fucking hard on it. It's so. good stuff. It's good stuff. You should have pointed because uh, our our podcast stickers on his computer. Be like, hey, I'm the co-host of that. I did. I was oh, like, oh, man. I know that sticker. And he's like, oh, yeah, Tony came by. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also on the show. <laughs> yeah, but one of us is outgoing and talks to everybody. The other is Andrew. Yeah, it was funny, though. When I said that, he instantly was like, oh, hey, Andrew. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm Look at us. One. Look at us being local celebs. Yeah, local micro celebs. Uh, oh, that wasn't actually all the hobby progress, because I forgot about this one. You said endless spells, and it reminded me earlier, and then I forgot, and then oh. I remembered again. The Skaven Endless Spells were finally in stock for the first time since I started playing Age of Sigmar. You mean a Caradron Overlords player didn't take it so they could get the fucking oh lightning in a bottle? Oh my god, dude. Every time they've been in stock for literally the past four years, they've been out of stock within 30 minutes. I finally fucking... caught the window this time. 
Uh, do they still have that artifact where they can steal another faction no. spells? Because uh, fuck it, that spell. Uh, they can use a basic endless spell, and I think now I don't remember. I have the book here somewhere. I can look it up, but I'm okay. not gonna. Basic, basic makes more sense. Yeah, uh, and then I got the Horus Heresy map as well. Yeah, the, that was pretty cool. I thought map. about getting it, but I I decided against mostly because I don't have wall space for it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't either. But um, it, it will be. It will be put with the Necromunda map in my storage set for when I get uh, when I get the house and I can you know throw it all up on the hobby room walls or I really just just want to get a place with a flat backyard that way I can just put in a workshop back there. That would be good. And just just, just have, like, fucking a hobby shed. yeah, just well no like one of the like the the two or three bay garage like build up sheds you know. Yeah. And just be like, here we go, guys. We can use this as well as the diner. Everyone has a code to get into it. Boom. Um, play games paint minis do what you need to do uh yeah so i think that is all my hobby progress subject to change but i'm pretty sure that's everything i'm sure there's something i'll forget hey, did, didn't you get a joy go, toy oh, as well i did i didn't count that as hobby progress because oh, okay. it's not like hobbying but yeah i did pick up the uh black legion terminator joy toy i found one for cheap on ebay and uh it is currently sitting beside my speakers and microphone yeah i've got the um the Black Templar Marshall one that Matt got me a while back, chilling over here. It's, I just, he's got spikes and he's got all kinds of fun stuff. He came with a helmet option or an unhelmeted option. And the only problem with the helmet option is it's really cool, but it has the big tusks. So whenever you try and turn his head a little bit too much to one side or the other, they get, like get caught on the collar and just pop the head mm. off. So oh, I also, he's kind of stuck looking forward. I, I also built Hexbane's Hunters. I don't remember if I said that on the last episode or not. Uh, you purchased them, but I don't think you'd build yeah, them by well, that they, point. They, they were built almost immediately after we recorded, so that's why I couldn't remember if I said it or not. Uh, push fits, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a 10-minute job. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, Andrew, you played any games? Just the one, and you were a part of it, so I we'll was. just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll team up on this one. Fair so, enough. uh, didn't play any of our typical miniatures war games. Uh, we ended up playing the Thing board game, which uh, yeah, by Ares was... Games. There's a lot of them out there. We specifically played the Ares Games one. Okay, yeah. Tony was banging the drum for this one for a long time, and uh, we finally got enough people together to make it into a proper thing. Um, what was it? it was me, you, Trent, David, Tim, and Kyle. I believe was everybody who was in it. Yeah, and then Kyle. Yeah, six of us. Okay, yeah. So, um, kind of a werewolf-esque game, but with a lot more stuff to do, because one of you starts as the monster, and it's kind of a social game where you're trying to figure out who it is based on their actions, you're trying to gather resources, you're trying to keep the generators going so the lights stay on, and so you don't freeze to death, you're trying to gather food and weapons, uh, you're trying to corral the dogs so that way they don't get easily infected by the thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun stuff to keep track of in that game. Seemed a little super complicated at first, but by the round three, we all pretty much had the rules down. It actually flows pretty well once you know what you're doing. Yeah, and, those uh, were the goals of the game, the things we were supposed to do to help us escape. Um, none of those things happened. Well, we kept getting hit <laughs> with really bad weather because there's a weather table. And whenever that happens, you have to repair stuff, and the generator kept getting fucked up. So if we didn't fix the generator, we would freeze to death, and we needed lights so we could do all of our actions. So we, like, most of the game was spent trying to keep the generator going while the yeah. the thing is slowly infecting everybody. And, so uh, how, how since the weather was... table works is it's a six-sided die. It basically boils down to a six is clear weather, so barely anything happens with your equipment. 
Uh, two through five is cloudy weather, so it does a little bit. And a one is a blizzard, and it fucks up everything. And since everyone in our group is a Dice Like Ice member, we got the blizzard more times than any other result. And it fucked yeah, we got us. One clear one day clear the entire day. time. And it was like at the very end when it didn't matter anymore because everything was already fucked. Yup. Um, and since I was such a good Hitler and secret Hitler, don't you fucking take that out of context, Tony. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody assumed I was the thing right off the bat. Uh, problem was they were all fucking wrong. It was Kyle. For like 30 uh, seconds. We were wrong for like 30 seconds. Three rounds. You were wrong for three rounds. And then Kyle infected me. So I was the second alien, but I was not the first. Fuck all of you. <laughs> um, which was pretty funny because I was playing as McCready who gets bonuses to getting uh, weaponry. So I was like, I was banging the drum early on. Like, I got to get guns and stuff. I got to start, you know, stocking up shotguns and flamethrowers and things. And then as soon as I got my first gun right after that, I got infected. And then I was like, well, I'll keep doing that until I get caught. And so I was literally the only person with guns the entire game. And then I got revealed as the thing with the blood test, which made, meant all those weapons disappeared. So nobody could fight me because <laughs> they didn't have time to go to the armory because of all, all the generators shenanigans and then i had all the guns that were available at the time so they were just gone they had no access to weaponry and it was great yeah and then so andrew infected tim um and tim did a pretty good job hiding that he was an alien and he just kept trying to infect me and david which eventually he did he infected david and then he infected me but the fun part is when you get infected the only person you know for sure that is also infected is the person who infected you unless one of the aliens has been revealed. So the only Which two people <laughs> I knew for a fact who were aliens were Andrew and Tim. I had assumed that David was because David and Tim spent a lot of time going back and forth and stuff together, but I didn't know for sure. So it basically becomes this game of where the aliens are either trying to pass off as a human and escape with the remaining humans or assimilate and kill all of the humans or have the humans freeze to death. So at this point, the only human left was Trent, who kind of, I think, half thought I might have been a human because I was trying my damnedest to keep this base going, mostly because I just wanted to escape as a thing. Uh, but the boiler broke like turns ago. And so our only recourse to try and stay alive was to literally light rooms on fire, which we had to get Molotov for, which we just couldn't fucking do because, you know. There's aliens and no power, because when the power's out, you have a harder time passing cards because you can't see what you're actually doing. So yep. Trent ends up freezing to death, and the rest of us at the table are just like, hooray, we win! Trent loses. Well, it was really funny, too, because there's a suspicion track. So, like, yeah. at the end, everybody meets up. At the end of the round, everybody meets up in the, the rec room, and they vote on who they think might be the thing. And because everybody assumed I was the Hitler, I mean the thing, uh, I got up way up on the suspicion track super early on. And there's a mechanic where once you get all the way to the end of it, um, you have to show your cards to people so they know if you're trying to fuck over or not. But due to how bad the weather was, the lights went out. So I didn't actually have to show my cards to anybody the whole time. It was drawn at random. So that actually worked out super well when I became the thing because I could just, I was like, well, I know I have two sabotage cards in here, so I'm just going to shuffle it up and hope one of them gets in there. And it kept working. So, yeah, I'm, turns out I'm a good Hitler and I'm a good thing. Who'd have thought? Right? Yeah, so the game is functionally like um, Among Us meets Dead of Winter. Yeah. 
It's it's great. It's a fantastic game. I thoroughly recommend it. It's a great party game. And it took us, what, maybe, maybe 90 minutes to play with us taking some taken. breaks in it and learning the game. Yeah, that was the first 30 minutes or so kind of being getting the rules down. So, yeah, probably an hour if you really knew what you were doing. Yeah. So, but uh, definitely, definitely a solid fun game. Yep, definitely enjoyed it. And uh, that was the only game I managed to crank out. So how about you? What else did you do? Uh, so Matt and I went to a doubles tournament at uh, the Duluth Level Up uh, the weekend after we recorded. We didn't do super hot. Uh, I took yeah. I took the my tanks. So my list was two Tech Priest Engine Seers, Lord Solar and his guys, uh, a Basilisk, and two Dorns. Matt's list was Canis Rex, um, two Helverins, a Warglaive, and uh, uh, Calidus Assassin. So the first game we played was against uh, another... All, all these teams were local. Like Nobody drove far for this. I think we were some of the farthest coming from an hour away. We played against a group... Uh, they were Deep Strikers for Cowards was their team name. And... It was Grey Knights and Tyranids. Um, we did pretty all right against the Tyranids. The the Grey Knight player, boy, Psy Cannons just fuck up tanks when you do devastating wounds. Dorns just melt the death wounds. So he had a bunch of Terminators and like a Librarian that could jump in real close. Um, the Tyranid player had, I don't know, big bugs that I don't fucking know the name of and some of the ones that tunnel and come up from the ground. But the, uh, the play of the game in that one for me at least, was when um, his play of the game was when the Dorn rolled up, whiffed all of its fire into a squad of Terminators and got melted. But then I had Lord Solar and his 10, 10 guys and command squad charge a Tyranid big bug and kill it in close combat over three rounds as the squad was just getting eaten alive. Lord Solar and his guys are just bayoneting this giant monster to death. Uh, we ended up losing that one 88 to 78. And that team actually went on to get second place. So, you know, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, secondaries were good on both sides. You know, that was fine. The second game was bad. We played against a uh, team, Super Cool Dudes. It was, um, oh, the guys' names were, I think, Matt and Daryl. But they were awesome. They were they were a load of fucking fun. It was a Knight list and a Zinch Demons list. Or, I guess, a Demons list. It was heavy with Zinch. I didn't actually get to move either of my Dorns out of our deployment zone until the bottom of turn four because they were Damn. in close combat the entire fucking time. Uh, we got our asses kicked that game. We didn't score a single secondary point for the first three turns because the secondaries we drew were just so bad. Uh, they kept score on that one. I think they beat us like 70-something to like 30-something. Like it was, It was brutal. Um, that's pretty fucking bad <laughs> at the end of the game we had almost tabled them they had like one squad of horrors left and like one helverin left and i still had both dorns uh lord solar squad and matt still had the i think he still had one helverin and a warglaive left but they just they were able to lock us and just feed us stuff where we couldn't escape uh, once again, Lord Solar charged into close combat, and this time they killed a fucking Warglaive in close combat. 
Nice. There was help from, uh, I hit it with two multi-melters from the Dorn to soften it, but then, yeah, it was just cutting people down, and Lord Solar survived and then charged into, um, he charged into three flamers of Zinch with, like, two other guys who survived the Overwatch and then killed all the flamers in close combat, so that was pretty entertaining. Uh, Canis Rex stepped on an objective and just was kicking things out of the way for, like, three turns till he finally died. But yeah, so we lost that one fucking hard. And then the last game was hilariously fun. It was against um they were oh the the War War Glamour Underdogs, I think was the name of which is one of the clubs out there. But it was uh Drew and Connor, and Drew works at level up, and dude, we had a fucking blast. We laughed our asses off. It was Chaos Knights and Salamanders. Interesting combo. <laughs> <laughs> the Chaos Knights was a weird, almost identical mirror to Matt's. Uh, it was two big knights and three little knights. Uh, the Salamanders guy, he had a Land Raider, ten fucking Infernus Marines, some Terminators, um, Agrax Earthshade, and then just some <laughs> other random stuff. A- Adrax Agatoni, I yeah. think his name is? Yeah, Agrax Earthshade. Yeah. Um, so once again, Lord Solar charged into a, oh, and they also had a Vindicare assassin who I just wheeled my Dorn about nine inches away from and just removed the building he was in. Nice. Um, there was a the the two most entertaining parts of that match were there was a knight fight where Canis Rex charged a big knight and an armager and in two close combat phases ripped the giant chaos knight in half and the armager. Like, Canis oh, Rex was just chucking things around. Um, is he, like, extra good in melee because he's the name guy, or does he just might just get lucky with some rolls? Both. He's got Freedom's Hand, which is, like, a fucking, like, eight or ten damage power fist. Damn. And he was just, he just punched right through it. Uh, he did exactly enough damage to it to kill it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, then my, my favorite kind of cinematic moment was there was the Infernus Marines and Agrax all on the center objective, like, behind a building, and I rolled the Dorn around the cover. He overwatched with all of it. I passed like 38 two-up saves because it was it was, well, it was 10d6 dice that auto-hit. And he rolled fucking stupid amounts of sixes. Um, and yeah, I passed every one of the saves and then the Dorn killed the entire squad. And the hero, so it was like it was like something out of a fucking World War One movie where a tank just like rolls over a trench line and just guts everything inside of it. Nice, yeah. But uh, but we won that one. They were good dudes. Uh, Drew wanted a specific call out. So what's up, Drew? Uh, if you ever want to get a game again, hit me up either via email or uh, Instagram message, and I will gladly come back out there and play you again. Email is always the way to get us quickly. <laughs> yeah. So we went one and two. And we ended kind of middle of the pack. There were 18 teams, and I think we placed ninth. So, you know, not terrible, not great, but had fun. That's kind of where you want to be unless you're actually, like, gunning for first place, though. Yeah. Like, middle of the pack means you played well and probably had fun. Yeah. The the first game, we definitely could have won. Uh, there were just a couple of tactical errors we made here and there. And some Matt's dice were the worst I've ever seen in the first two games. Damn. Like, he'd be like, okay, these Hellbirds, uh, I've got all this, this, this. They're hitting on twos. Uh, it's like nine shots. I hit twice. It's like, what fuck. the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was bad, dude. It was bad. Rolling like me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was, it was, he had some, some rough fucking rolls. 
but yeah, no, it was it was a fun one. I learned that um, two Dorns, so Dorns are like ninjas, okay? They follow the same line. If there is one, it is massively powerful and unstoppable. If there are two, they are each half as powerful. Ah. You get what I'm saying? Like there's, one, yeah. One power source to draw from. Yeah, there's from. one power source to draw from because the Dorns didn't do fuck all until game three. If you have 30 ninjas, Bruce Lee's going to whip all their asses. If you have one ninja, Bruce Lee's going to have a tough time. He will win, but he'll have yeah. a tough time. Yeah, so, but yeah, that was the games I played, so they were fun. It was a good time. Uh, we had Mexican food for lunch at a cool little Mexican place out there. Then for dinner, we hit a um, some bougie burger bar and watched uh, Georgia beat the dog shit out of Ole Miss. In football, no, Andrew, that's football for you. I I work for the school, I'm aware. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's all the games. Um, you want to roll into some Warcom stuff? Oh, sure. Well, uh, there was a big uh, reveal thing with the uh, the U.S. Uh, Open tournaments, but there was a couple of things that came out before that, so we'll start with that. Uh, one of the first things was uh, Games Workshop has done a partnership with Weta Workshop to do uh, one-sixth scale busts, which is ridiculous. And they announced the first one coming out is Lieutenant Titus from the uh, uh, upcoming Space Marine 2 video game. Um, guess how much this motherfucker is going to cost, Tony? Uh, well, there's only 1,300 of them, so I'm guessing like 400 bucks. Oh, you wish it was only 400. The cheap one, the cheap one, $1,199. And there's a... There's a deluxe edition, I don't know what the difference is, that is $1,399. Well, now, he is almost two feet tall. Yeah, no, and it's a fucking gorgeous model. Like, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. If you want a big, fucking chunky ultramarine hanging out in your hobby room, I mean, this is the guy for it. He's crushing a Tyranid warrior. He's got an option between a helmeted and an unhelmeted head. Uh, really good gore effects from where he sliced open the Tyranid with his chainsword. It looks great. But for the price of a pretty fucking big Warhammer army, you can get one statue. <laughs> yeah, that is the grimmest of darkest lawn gnomes. I really hate his head option. He looks like he's taking his shit in his power armor. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Put put that helmet on because that is a bad, like, again, looks good, super well sculpted, great detail on the dirt and the smudges and stuff on his face, but just he looks like he's taking his shit. <laughs> he's also got a fucking thunder hammer option. Yeah, yeah, he has multiple weapon options, multiple head options. So, you know, hyper detailed, really good model, but. Uh, I think know. there's going to be an Abaddon one according to the video. Ooh, I, there's no chance I'm ever going to afford yes, that. Yes, Abaddon the Spoiler cool. coming soon. They Hell have like yeah. a shadow wait to get version a, of him. Oh, can't look, wait to get a picture good. of that and maybe pick one up on eBay in like 10 years when somebody's selling it. <laughs> uh, for like 30 grand? Oh, I hope it'd be cheaper where it's, hey, I'm the wife says I got to get rid of some nerd shit. Here's this for 600 bucks. And I go, you know, I might I might impulse purchase that. Oh, shit. Uh, it looks like they might also do a St. Celestine. Hmm. That one's going to be expensive and delicate, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it looks good, though. Oh, yeah, they've got a mock-up of it. It looks very good. It's, like, got a window in the background, flaming sword, all nice. that. Hell, yeah. Wow! Uh, like, I know the two feet was tall, but actually seeing a picture of it next to it, dude, it's wild. Yeah, no, these are, these Holy are fucking shit. big boy model for big boys with big wallets. Or you could get a warlord. Or you could get a warlord. Or you could get a warlord. I... 
I think this would do just as well on the table. I was about though. to say, if I proxy this, if I got this, it would proxy as a warlord. You better goddamn <laughs> yeah. believe it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, man. That is beautiful, though. Oh, yeah. Anything else uh, before the big reveals, Tony? Or do you want to just get straight into those? Uh, well, I'm kind of hopping a little out of order here because All I didn't right, put mine fair. in order. So they have a new uh, Middle Earth strategy battle game models coming out. And it's the ghosts yeah. again in translucent yeah. blue plastic which is kind of cool if you don't feel like painting yeah but you still need to paint them they still need something to have detail on them otherwise they just look like blobs well i, I like the style that they did on here where they basically dry brushed white down it yeah that's probably not the not a bad way to do it yeah um but uh yeah, and then the also um you can also get the osgiliath ruins late next year yeah, because that was part of the last box set they released. Yeah, well, some so of them were not the whole the set, launch. just the ruined parts of it. These, not like the big buildings in the tower, but like yeah. the Army of the Dead. It, from what I understand, it looks like it's the exact same sculpts, just That's cast in that new one, and it's just distinctly okay. Yeah, because these are these are newer by yeah they uh, they Earth came out in the terms. Um, uh, Battle of Pelennor Fields box set. Yeah, which was like 2016, 17, something like that. Maybe they, a little they'd later. They'd be great for D&D. They would actually whip ass for D&D. Oh, absolutely. Pretty much all the, the Middle Earth stuff yeah, would. Because they're not they're not heroic scale. They actually you know, have proportions that look normal. Yeah, they'd be on 25s or 28s, so they would fit on a, a D&D grid. But yeah, no, they, they look good. I mean, it's it's nice to see some launches for Middle Earth strategy, but... Uh, it's, yeah, not the, it's, really... it's not the fucking... Wraith on the Road. Oh, the incredible diorama piece where they're yeah. like, oh, something's coming, everybody get ready. <laughs> oh, man. That was just like the biggest middle... That was on the level of 30k Fulgrim bamboozling. Nah, because 30k Fulgrim was, much as I like Get Off the Road, that, that Fulgrim model is fucking incredible. It's just... No, 30K. no, I know. I'm just talking like bamboozling where like it, it seemed like it was for something else. Oh yeah, I hope there's a video of of the crowd's reaction. Oh somewhere. my god, that was the funniest shit. That roller coaster of emotion of everybody just going, "Oh my god!" Oh, 30K. <laughs> <laughs> just peaks and valleys right off the bat. <laughs> uh, so uh, what else you got? You want to just roll into the? Uh... Well, I think there's one last good one before the reveal stream, which is uh, Epic got launched uh, Legion oh, Imperialis. Yeah. Because last time we recorded, they hadn't actually announced a release date, but they had sent models out to uh, painters to paint up because they usually do that right before a big launch. Yeah, they yeah, actually they, they started the pre-order the Saturday after we recorded. Yeah, so uh, that is that is now up for pre-order. I think that means they'll be out this weekend, maybe next. I don't know if it's one of their two-weekers or not. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I saw that one of the teeny tiny inch-long uh, Bane Blade models is 40 pieces to assemble. That is unnecessary. So, uh, I am uh, increasingly less interested in this game because of shit like that. That is fucking... That should be like a three-piece model. Yeah. <laughs> That's outrageous. <laughs> uh, I do still kind of want to get some of the Space Marines just to put on the bases of my Titans for Titanicus, but uh, yeah, I let, I, I'll need to watch some Let's Plays and just see if it actually plays well and is a good game. 
maybe I'll eventually get into it. I have built heinous kits before, but uh, I'm I'm I don't feel a burning desire to get this one immediately, which is probably pretty good given all the tyranids I've recently gotten. Seriously, yeah, it just. So, uh, it was never really at the top of my list of things to get and play. Like, cool, tiny tanks, don't get me wrong, love them. Yeah. But, and then looking at just the sculpts, like, I know they're tiny. I know they're absolutely tiny. But the, just the sculpts just don't do it for me. Well, I mean, like a Space Marine's the size of your pinky nail. There's really only so yeah, much I detail know. I, I, get, I, I know, but... I know, I'm aware. But that's why it doesn't do it for me. Like, I love, if that's I did it, I would just do the tanks. But I don't think you can play just tanks in that, so I would never play it. Yeah, it's... Uh... If I could play tanks, planes, and titans, sure, I'm in. You probably can. I'm sure they eventually have some builds where you could ju do just that, but... You yeah, rather get my ass know. kicked every time I try it, though. Exactly, yeah. And I don't... Uh, I would be the absolute laziest. I would just do my Iron Warriors, but I, I probably wouldn't even bother with the yellows. I would just do, like, black shoulder pads and call it a day. Oh, I would just, like, put so, little dots of yellow for implied yellow on them. Maybe on like the dreadnoughts or something, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I'll be interested to see what they do with it in the future. But as of right now, with the big release box, it's 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 something that's on my radar. But I'm I'm not like crazy looking into it. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, after that, we're pretty much going straight into uh, into the stream releases. Yeah. I think. You know, I World just, Championship previews. You know, I just pick things off of it and go. Sure. Well, since I did the last one, you start first, Tony. All right. This is what I'm going to complain about. Do it. Uh, it is Asmodai, the new dark... Well, not the new, but the new sculpt for a dark angel hero. His old model was awesome. I do not like this one. This one is interesting. Fat it's Fat Smoke. It's... Yeah. I, I like that there's an option where you can build him without the smoke. Because the smoke looks terrible to me. It makes yes. it look like he is fucking, like, vaping his own coffee tables next to him. Yeah, it's so weird. But for those of you listening that haven't seen this model, his exhaust pack, his, his nuclear-powered pack for his Space Marine armor, is just shitting out smoke, which... I, I think means something is mechanically wrong with it. It shouldn't be having smoke come out of it. Um, and it looks stupid. It looks really bad because it's going straight down, which I'm assuming is implying that the vents on the pack are pushing the smoke down. But it just looks really fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, the, but most of the model is really good. I like the head on yes. it. I like the armor on it. I'm not a big fan of the sword going into the helmet because the proportions just seem weird on it because he's got a really thick sword. Yeah. It's, it seems like if you stabbed into that helmet, it would just explode. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's like an option where you can take the helmet off and just have a sword because it's based on a piece of artwork and yeah. it, the, it's not stabbing a helmet on the artwork as far as I'm aware. So maybe if they have it where it's like a slide on piece that you could choose to put on, it'd be fine. But uh, I'm, I'm glad they had the foresight to know that the smoke is fucking stupid and they included a kit that doesn't have it. Like it, he just has the options that don't have the smoke. So clearly somebody had the foresight to go, hey, this looks kind of dumb. We shouldn't do it. Don't know why they'd bother spending money on the plastic to sculpt the smoke at that point, but it, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it just... The old one was cool. I wish they would have done the old one larger. If you got rid of the smoke 
if you got rid of the helmet on the sword, like solid four fifth, four out of five model, like, you know, eight out of 10. It's a good kit. It looks good as far as Dark Angel stuff goes. Uh, Multiple head options, although why you wouldn't do the hooded option. Always do the hood. You always do the hood over the helmet. It always looks cooler. It's so much more menacing. Even though it makes so much, so little sense. But yes, it is always more menacing. You got to keep the rain off your helmet. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, What else you got? Yeah, no. God, that smoke is dumb. Um, let's see. Speaking of Dark Angels, I guess, they also released uh, new Deathwing Knights because I guess Dark Angels needed even more love. Um, Can't wait these to guys keep playing look, more Dark Angel players. These guys kind of look like Grey Knights with their new helmets, honestly. I think they look like Death Guard. Oh, that's the coloration, but like the actual uh, like shape of the helmets look very Grey Knight to me. I like that helmet shape, but it reminds me of the Blight Lord Terminators, and maybe it is pretty, just because of the colors. I'm pretty fond of the uh, like the the the, the snout. Door. Yeah, the snout helmet. I like that on on Space Marine Terminators. Fair enough. But yeah. I mean, they're, they're good kits. They come with swords. They have an option for power maces. Um, they don't have the big flails, which uh, yeah. is kind of disappointing. Maybe that's an option in the kit and they just haven't showed it, or they expect people who play Dark Angels to already have those old kits. I don't know. But, but you um, know what they do have in this kit, Andrew? A little guy with a fucking sensor with smoke that's going up instead of down. That's right. More fat smoke. Dark Angels, yeah. the fat smoke army. Fucking vaping for days. The 420th <laughs> Legion. Yeah. We gotta blaze it for the Emperor. <laughs> I do, I do like the little guy there. Yeah, and they're good kits. They're very good. Like yeah. if you, if you are, if you're a Dark Angels player, this is an excellent kit. Like it looks, it's very good. Just Space Marine stuff, very solid sculpts. So you know, no, no problems there. Yes, and it appears there is also a bear head option, a hooded bear headed option, and a hooded bear headed with rebreather option. Uh, the third one is the only acceptable one, other than helmets. Yes. But it still seems weird that he would take off the top half of his helmet. It's weird that that's an option in general for Space Marines, I think. But, you know, also, whatever. That, that rebreather doesn't... It would have to be under the helmet. Unless he just also carries a rebreather in addition to his helmet. Maybe he just left his helmet at home and he has that in his pocket. <laughs> oh shit, this is actually too toxic for Space Marines. Let me put on my gas mask. Oh, man. Yeah. What else jumped out at you, Tony? There was quite a few things on this stream. Yeah. Um, there's there's a new Necromunda vehicle coming out, which I called. I called that it was going to be a fucking Palanite vehicle on our Discord. Yeah. And I love um, it. It's, it's pretty cool. I don't I think it's weird it. enough. No, but the Palanite Enforcers aren't weird. They are well, I'm not like, saying like yeah. it needs to be like Mad Max or anything, but it's very forgive the pun it's very down the road like it's just middle of the road it's it's a a, a sort of armored wagon with a gun on top it, it's the Alysian Tauros the Forge World used to carry forward the Imperial Guard Alysian army that kind of yeah. took the place of their chimera I really like it and I think it lends itself so beautifully to be customized yes that is definitely true and orc players are gonna fucking love this because this is gonna make for some good buggies you better believe i'm gonna get some of that like fine mesh screen stuff and put over the sides and the front like a shrapnel guard and just mad max the shit out of it for my guys 
I think that might be part of why I'm not loving it. It doesn't feel armored enough to be an enforcer kit, I feel. Yeah, but they're armored. I mean, sure, but like... I know, the think soft bits everything inside aren't, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. And that, that also, that guy on the back's not wearing a helmet. He also just has a rebreather. <laughs> There's helmet options for him. There is. There is. I just, I love the idea of going out into the ash wastes and being like, yeah, I don't want a hat because this place is notorious for having very cool climate and not being covered in radioactive fog. My, my favorite is having only one eye covered by a lens. Yeah, so I'm like, it's... all this shit's going to get in one of my eyes, but the other one's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go blind from the dust in one eye. It's it's like that, that you know, pirate myth where they have the eye patch yeah. on so they can see under the deck. <laughs> but oh, for man. Palanite Enforcers. <laughs> What's your next one? Mm, okay. Uh, well, they previewed a new kill team team. Um, another and chaos one. They're doing Night Lords nice. this time. Which, uh, nice. they're not brand new sculpts. This is based on the original Chaos Legionnaires kit, but they added in some awesome new uh, Night Lords helmets with the bat wings and everything. They got some new specific uh, gubbins to add on to them. Like one guy has an eviscerator chainsword, but he also has like flayed flesh hanging off of his armor. So I assume those are probably their own individual pieces instead of like a upgrade thing you put onto the pre-existing Chaos stuff because that would be confusing. Yeah. Um, a lot of good, you know, uh, night lordy stuff a lot of knives with poison the lord leading this has the most ridiculous chainsword where he's got like a sculpted rib cage as the handle guard and yeah. it's just so much that thing has to weigh like 500 pounds and it's hilarious um uh, one of them is a banner bearer that's just holding up half a dead space marine <laughs> uh, you've got the um the overwatch guy head on one of them that's like the skull with the hood Oh, uh, fuck, what was his name? I, don't know. I played Overwatch like twice. Reaper, I want to say? That would track. Okay, two seconds, Overwatch. Uh, speaking of bear yep. heads yep. with... Yeah, Reaper, okay. Speaking of bear heads with rebreathers, you have a bear head with a rebreather and bat wings. Yeah, you gotta stay on brand. <laughs> I, I really so do dumb. like these. I think these are cool as shit, and I might actually pick some cool. up. This might be the first Chaos models that I pick up and paint for 40k. My first, my impulse when I saw them was like, shit, these are awesome. I'm going to get them and convert them to Iron Warriors. And then as I examined them, I'm like, oh, this is just the Chaos Legionnaire kit with Night Lords bullshit. But, uh, I, I like uh, there the are Predator some, face guy with the claws. I was going to say, there are some very cool pieces. One of them being the guy with the two, I guess they're not lightning claws. He just has like, like Baraka claws from they, fucking Mortal Kombat. Space Wolves have those and they're called Frost Claws. So these are probably called like, I don't know, bat claws. Night Claws or Bat Claws or something. Murder claws, edge lord claws, your claws. Uh, it might be worth picking up just for some of the bits, though. Like again, yeah. the the half a space marine on the banner pole, and the guy with the eviscerator like chain glaive thing. Oh, that could be such a cool conversion. I like the uh, the belt fed bolter. That's just a normal piece. They oh, have that's a that. normal piece. Excellent. Yeah, I have like four or five guys with that. But yeah, no, really cool. Um, because Night Lords haven't gotten like any, any love, love <laughs> like ever. <laughs> Uh, they they had a, a an upgrade pack in third edition. Wow. Okay. Fourth only maybe it was fourth edition. Maybe it was fourth edition. Okay. Only six editions. All right. So mm-hmm. you you get your one kit, Night Lords players. Fuck you. <laughs> oh man. And then we got uh. Oh, what is it? What is it called? The fucking the Necron guy, Orican the Diviner. Oh. I was like, yes, Jesus. The... What is his fucking name? 
It's like it's not Trey's in the Infinite. We don't have a new one of him. Uh, it's a yeah, new Necron model. Yeah, I, I kind of like this one. He's fine. Yeah, he's got a weep, uh, neat little staff. He's got the cool canoptic tail. He's got big glowy green balls everywhere, which is kind of yeah, strange. He's, he's got the uh, Jurassic Park dinosaur frill yeah. and his Fushigi balls on his back. Uh, it, it looks like he's got one of the um, the wraiths or the spiders like attached to his back because he's got like the tail and the weird side things. Yeah, I kind of got that. Uh, oh, I think it's the wraiths that has that. I don't know. They all kind of run together. They're Necrons and fucking Zenith. Same. Uh, no, I, I haven't haven't read them in a while. <laughs> I like this model. I do. It's got a lot going on, but it's not overly busy, and it's not doofy as shit looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not wild about the big, you know, balls on his back, but other than that, I do like this model. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I think they could look cool depending on how you paint them. Just They the, would look cool if you did, like, a plasma ball thing with them with yeah. the lightning bolts. Yeah, I was about to say, the English P look on the back is not my favorite. Yeah, glowy, glowy green ball doesn't really do very much for yeah, me. Yeah, it just, it's just like an open canvas. Yeah, so I, that, that could be fun. Oh uh, my god, I did see. not realize there were drop pods for <laughs> Imperialis. Yeah, they got, they got like everything for the Imperium. Wow. Like they're, they're going whole hog into it. Weird. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So next up, uh, they did do some Horus Heresy stuff. They are showing off the uh, Mark VI Assault Jump Pack Marines, which uh, these are pretty cool. And they're not all pirouetting off of a tiny rock or piece of rebar or random bullshit sticking out of the ground. They just look like they're walking forward and using the jump packs for, you know, short bursts like they're supposed to. And they've got functional, useful lightning claws where you can still use the hand. Yeah, that might be one of the first lightning claws I've seen where it's just strapped to the back of a power fist. And you, uh, you all, actually all the have, heresy uh, ones are like that. They have been since like, uh, burning have, a Prospero box. You have fingies to manipulate yeah. things and not slice them in half. It's it's a very good idea. You don't have to why, fucking why Edward Scissorhands yourself. Yeah, why did they lose that in the past 10,000 years? <laughs> you think it'd be easier to just staple electric knives onto the back of a power fist. Yeah. Uh, I think what I really like about these guys is instead of the jump pack just having a weird circle button they all attach to on the back, it's like an armor plate there that they attach to. Yeah. I, so I it, like, like it bulks them up. I'll, I'll probably get some of these for my Iron Warriors because I'm not wild about the current Chaos Raptor kit. Um, they'll just kind of have like the landing by like doing, you know, like a fucking karate kick into the ground pose. Like they did before they started making everything do the hero rock. Cause those were like 2012 or whenever yeah. that kit came out. So uh, these, these might be a little more in line with how I'm doing my iron warriors. I think I, uh, I would love to just, if they just have those jump packs to put on that fucking night Lords kill team. Ooh, yeah, that would be really cool. I wonder if that would adapt well to the Chaos Marine kit. Probably not. I imagine the back on that is pretty weird, but it's worth looking into, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? And then it also and might then look they have really small. And then they have everybody's beloved beaky helmet. So yep. if you, the Corvus. If you, yeah, if you want to have your slightly more aerodynamic jump pack helmets, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's actually because that's where a lot of the sensors and things are. Ooh, and it's okay. like a, it's like an enhanced suite in the beak of it. Well, there you go. I learned that from books. Books? Who reads those? Speaking of books, they also showed off the Conspiracies of the Vaults of Terra Special Edition books. I haven't read any of them, but by God, they're beautiful. It's uh, Carrion uh, Throne, Hollow Mountain, and Dark City. 
It, it follows, an, it's an Inquisitor trilogy on Terra. Oh, okay. Uh, it's 1,500 copies, and they are goddamn gorgeous. And I will never get one, and that's okay. Oh, uh, not, not when I saw how much they were. Well, I don't know how much these are, but the the Acadia stands one that I was looking at was like 140. I was like, nope. Yeah, no, their, their limited edition novels are fucking ridiculous. But they're beautiful. They're great. No, like if you got the money for them, they will look awesome on a bookshelf. Uh, all right, now I think we're about to swing into the big ones. All right, I guess we'll do it. So the big ones, uh, <laughs> making us eat our words for a lot of previous podcasts. They are doing new Flesh Eater Courts. And, fuck you, uh, Elias. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad they're released so Elias has nothing to fucking talk about. <laughs> so we'll get out uh, the, the, the run, big one. The running thing behind that. Uh, Elias is a Flesh Eater Courts player in our local group. I'm the Skaven player. He gave me shit because the only Skaven model they got released was just the Assassin. Um, talk about how Flesh Eaters are going to get all the new stuff, a whole new range, yada yada, and I kept giving him shit back about it, and lo and behold, the asshole was right. Yeah. Which means Skaven are next on the block, so that's fun. Yeah, another ten years. Uh, fourth edition, probably. Andrew, when they half release that range can legally Wars. buy alcohol. Great. That means you can hang out and party. Right. Party with my 1998 gutter runners. Just gripping and ripping with your fucking pewter rats. <laughs> Some of those models need to get their prostates checked. Ooh. Hmm. You know, you know, it's awkward, but don't don't neglect your health, guys. Yeah, seriously, don't neglect your health. Anyway, so starting off with the big boy who I will 100% be buying. Like, it's not up for debate. This is just such a fucking incredible model. Uh, Lord Usheron who is oh, the first damn. of the of the fucking ghouls. He's the vampire that is so fucking crazy that he made other people crazy and turned into ghouls. This this is a Dark Souls boss. This is, this is a boss from Dark Souls 1. He looks a, just 100% like something you would find in a dark, creepy castle basement in Dark Souls. And I have beaten every Dark Souls multiple times, and holy shit, this model is fucking incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, like that's all I really have to say about it. It's just fucking incredible. It's huge. It's beautiful. It looks awesome. No, like this is like this might be a top five AOS model. Like, yeah, they hundred percent grand slam knocked it out of the park. It is a shame we already did best hats because this man is literally growing a crown of bones out of his head. What's it? This doesn't count as a hat. This is his skull. What's a hat? <laughs> No, he has a crown of bone coming from his skull. It's that is that is his skull. It's hat adjacent. It's hat adjacent. It's hat in theory. Uh, no, it's just so... It's fucking gorgeous. He's it's on this amazing, good. like, plinth of marble uh, as his terrain piece. The, the fucking cloak, like, the sculpting on that, it just feels like real cloth. It's it so well defined. It doesn't look like bananas is the fur. Yeah, the fur is actually well sculpted. He's got like skulls and rotting heads woven into the fur of his cloak. There's the uh, one guy screaming, trying to get out of it. Yeah, uh, he's got like bone spurs coming out of his elbows and his head, like we said. Uh, he's bedecked with all kinds of like bangles and jewelry and shit. Like this, this is what they were talking about when they talked about uh, the crazy delusion of him thinking he's like this regal king, but he's actually this fucking crazy, like awful abomination. This this nailed the flesh eater courts aesthetic that they've been trying to pull off in the lore for ages and they, they finally released a model that actually fucking feels like it 
Uh, and coming along with him, they're also releasing a book, uh, book four of Dawnbringers, The Mad King Mad Rises. King, yeah. Which I assume means these models are coming pretty damn soon, because the last one just released uh, like two or three weeks ago, so this might be like a Christmas or New Year's release. That's that's my thought. Yeah, so uh, I'll be getting Usheron sooner rather than later, or Usheron, I'm not 100% how to pronounce it, but I whatever. I think they said okay. in the video. Good, good. Yeah. But along with him, we're also getting a shitload of new models. So I'm going to start off with this one, which came out actually before this release stream, yeah. which is fine. Uh, this one sucks shit. I, so. hate, I hate this fucking model. Honorable Grand Justice Gormane, which is supposed to be like this judge. I'm baffled at how bad this model is, Tony. Like, it's got a fucking giant judge wig made out of intestines, which sounds really cool in theory really in line with the madness of them thinking that they're these regal beings. It just looks f- fucking, st- it looks fucking stupid. <laughs> it's too goofy looking. I'll put it this way. For how cool Usheron is, this is the exact opposite. <laughs> this is, this is Gorilla's bad. Yeah, he's got like a fucking gavel made of skulls. Like it, it could have been very cool. With a different head, I think this could be cool, but I feel like this is one of those kits where if, the intestine headdress is so big. If it was more so reserved, if the headdress wasn't the fucking size of its torso. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's legitimately like a third of the model. It looks so fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, generally, we try not to rip on models this bad, but like, this is up there with Stilt Man for how fucking stupid yeah. it is. But then... They came back and they released a cool ass model for him, the aberrant cardinal. Yes, this, uh, bone pope. Yeah, bone pope. He's got the fucking cardinal hat. He's got his fucking robes. He's got a big staff made of bones. The top of it has like the uh, the sacred heart looking thing, but it's just it's just like intestines and innards in like a a I don't know bone jar cup bowl. I don't yeah, know what like you call like that. Like a cage of bones. Yeah. Maybe? And it just, it's so good. Like there's, there's a lot of details on it and a lot of like those big kind of goofy details, but they're reserved. So it adds to the model. Yeah. This Uh, is, this is what the judge model should be going through his arms, like stakes going through his arms. Not sure what that's about, but it's cool looking. Yeah. It's got a, it's a cool model. It has to have some bullshit hammered into his skin. (laughs) But Um, but yeah, they did really uh, like this model. That's a good one. They did a, a just pretty much an across the board flesh eater uh, update. Like there's still a bunch of the old stuff, like crypt ghouls and things like that. The, the big guys, but uh, they're not doing terror geists or anything. But just a lot of the new foot soldiers. They have the the royal decapitator, who is uh, a ghoul with a fuck off huge two handed ha- uh, axe, yeah. and he's got. He's got two head options. One's bear, which why would you pick that? Because the other one is this really cool hooded option, yeah, which really cool. leans into the executioner aesthetic a lot more. Um, this is, uh, again, another super fucking good model. Um, after that, they have the, uh, what is it? The, the the crypt guard, which are, I don't know if these are the new... Bat riders? No, no, no. These oh, are the foot okay. soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the halberds. I don't know if these are new ghouls or if they're like their own individual model, like their own unit. Because the picture they show of the overall overall army with Usheron has old ghouls and these guys, which uh, boy do the old ghouls look extra super fucking bad when they compare them to these guys. Because these actually look pretty good, other than their weird back mohawk things that they have for some reason. Yeah, you've. Uh... I... Mm. 
Yeah. I feel like if I got these guys, I would find a way to cut those down and put like like green stuff flayed skins or something on their back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not wild about the back mohawk. Now, I do like the back mohawk on the Vargal Fortier, though, uh, which yes. we saw one of these in the um, Cursed City box. But this is another cooler sculpt of it. It's like this horrifying Strigoi-looking thing with a big-ass bone spurs coming out of its elbows. A really, really terrifying, screeching bat head. But the picture, like, it's got these weird... I don't know, pustules and things weeping out of it. Yeah. But the picture from the front and the hair, it looks like it just has slices of pepperoni pizza in its fur, which I kind of like. Silly. But when you see no, it from different is... angles, you don't get that read at all. It looks gross and terrifying. Yeah, this one's definitely leaning a lot more into like the Nosferatu angle of vampires yeah. and in a good way, very good way. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we also have some, uh, what the fuck are they called? The Morbeg Knights. Yeah, the uh, which... ghoul Pegasus riders. Yeah, ghouls uh, riding giant fucking bats, which are pretty silly in a good way. I, I generally like these. Uh, again, the the bat riders are okay. Goofy mohawks on their backs and all that shit. Uh, I like the flayed skin banner that the one guy has with the skeleton on it. I'm not wild about the trumpet the guy has with the face stretched over yeah, it. That, that looks kind of stupid. But uh, the the actual like bats they're riding are cool. These are very good models in a fun way. I, I do I like, like the these. face stretched out over the shield though. Yes, that is good. That's appropriate. That feels ghoulish and fun. Where um, the is it Morbag that has that the the orc in Lord of the Rings that has the helmet with the head on it? Uh, good question. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, but yeah, he's got a helmet like that. Uh, you pointed out that one of the bats has a head that looks kind of like a troll, and yep. I do appreciate that. Yep. Uh, yeah, these are just very good models all around. Um, I wouldn't say these 100% knock it out of the park, but, like, I could see myself or others painting these in a way that I actually like. Like, yeah. I, I no longer completely hate flesh eaters. These are actually good models. Yeah. I still don't like the skin tone they do for the for the ghouls for some reason. It just I, doesn't do it I for think- me. That's a lot of why I don't like it. I again, like we've said, whenever they did the um, the Warcry team with the Gorillas, the skin yeah. tones are just very flat feeling. It, it could be the lighting, I'm not sure, but they just don't really do very much. There are much, like awful lot of sculpted saggy titties on these fucking ghouls, though. I mean, you know, all for representation of horrifying people that <laughs> yeah. l- living. But yeah, no, it's an interesting choice. But yeah, I, I, I could legitimately see these being painted well in a way that I enjoy, which is why I went and painted the uh, Abhorrent Arch Regent that I had in my backlog, because I was like, ooh, I might actually uh, really like that flayed skin tone on these dudes. That would look gnarly and awesome, I think. So uh, I won't uh, commit to getting fully into Flesh Eaters, but I'm absolutely getting Usheron. That's just happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it could be uh, another slow grow. I might pick them up one at a time and just paint them for funsies. We got another Underworlds kill team as well. We sure did. Dagox Stab Lads, which is a Cruel Boys one. Uh, they're not bad. Uh, I really like the Horn guy. I think that's a really yeah. well done model. They're beautiful sculpts, as all of these are. You I got... would say these are probably some of the best Cruel Boys models oh, yeah. out there. They These look way more Lord of the Rings than the other Cruel Boys because they're well sculpted. Yes. You've got a big scarred dude with a two-handed flail. Uh, you've got the main boss 
who literally has like a fucking mohawk nailed to his head. And then you've got everyone's favorite orc rogue, Johnny Three Knives. Yeah. One in each hand, one in the mouth. Uh, I want to get this model and do a fucking orc rogue character in D&D with him. Oh, that'd be fun. Although rogues can't use shields, Tony. He'd have to multi-class in a fighter. That's okay. Now these are, yeah, they lean a lot more into the Urukai aesthetic, and I would really love yeah. to see them painted up in that skin tone with, like, White Hand of Saruman on their face. I yeah. think that would look really fun. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Uh, and then last but not least, uh, they finally revealed some more Tomb King stuff for Old World. Um, we have, what is it, uh, a foot lord with a fuck-off big mace, um, or sorry, flail. Flail? He's, it feels cool. like you couldn't wield that. Like, it just seems like that is impossible to wield. I mean, he's undead, so, you know, he has the strength of the damned, etc. and so forth. You get, a, uh, you get but, a skeleton cat, too, in one of these kits. You do. That's it's the mummy cat. It's still got some flesh on it. Yeah, I guess it has ears, uh, so it's not a skeleton. But the big one they released is the Necrolith Bone Dragon, which what? is uh Holy either a tomb fuck. king or a high priest, which is on this fuck off huge skeleton dragon with like a big uh crocodile head instead of a normal dragon head. That's a real cool. fucking good kit. <laughs> real fucking cool. Uh, this is real fucking cool. God, I hope it's in plastic, because if it's in resin, this thing's just gonna explode if somebody looks at it funny. It is in plastic. They oh, they did. They the did screen. confirm that. Okay. Yes, I, I imagine this is going to be like the big lord for the uh, the Tomb Lords versus Bretonians kit that is inevitably going to be the launch set. Oh, I don't I, think uh, you'll see this in the the start box. There's no way. I, I don't know. It might be the big the big model for it. It's Let's awesome, see. but it's it's got a lot of detail. He's on like a big howdah on the back of it. That's you know super Egyptian themed. Yeah, very Tomb King's feeling. Um, I think my only real problem with this kit is I kind of feel like the Bone Dragon like needs some strips of flesh on it. I kind of feel yes. like it needs to feel more mummy-ish than skeleton-ish. Yeah. Uh, if it just, I don't know, kind of like halfway between this and like a Terror Geist or something where it's got at least some strips of like dried skin hanging off of it or something. But either way, very good model. Definitely like this one. Uh this puts me a little more close to, hmm, maybe I'll get into Old World, but uh, we'll see. But speaking of, they did confirm that it's going to be released in early 2024. Not yep. a full-blown release date, but we do know, barring massive delays, it is coming out next year. So Old World does exist. Things are coming for it. It finally happened. Probably shouldn't have announced it like five years ago when they did, but hey, here we but are. That's <laughs> what they said, is it's going to be four to five years out. Like, they were Alice. extremely upfront about that. That's fair. They should have waited like three years, though. They should have been like, here's some actual stuff for it instead of Old World. It's coming. <laughs> but anyway, we have actual models to look at now. So that yeah. is something. Uh, so I'm very excited for uh, 2025 when we get an idea of like what all the new kits are going to be for. Because they're going to start showing off, hopefully, new stuff for every faction that they've mentioned. I can't wait for late 2025 when I finally get a guard codex and maybe a Skaven range refresh. Yeah, that'd be great. So Moving bitter. on up. So it's fine. You're getting your Bretonians. No, I'm not. I'm getting the Bretonians that I already have next to me with a handful of new little kits that I don't need. Yeah, like I said, new Bretonians. In resin. Yeah, perfect. Uh, that's really all that kind of jumped out at me for. What about you? Uh, I think that was pretty much the whole stream. Yeah. So, um, 
I think the last Warcom article after that is uh, Mechanicus and uh, oh, yeah, Necrons, Necrons are getting releasing. their codexes in a couple of weeks. Yep, yep. Uh, they're also releasing a shitload of the Necron heroes as uh, solo launches. So a lot of the stuff from the Indominus boxes are coming out on their own. And they're also doing Imitech the Stormlord and Oricon the Diviner. And that new uh, Overlord who's like phasing into reality are coming out at the same time. So that's fun for you Necron people. Uh, they're also, get ready for it. I know this is going to knock off everyone's socks. The fucking Sidonian Scratross is coming, or whatever the fuck. Fucking Stiltman himself is gonna be released whenever they release the Admech Codex. So it just makes me ready. so sad. Get ready for that dog shit model to set the world on fire. <laughs> oh god. Um, Forge World's also releasing the uh, Squat Prospector Explorator model. Looks cool. I'm not gonna buy it because it's gonna be like three hundred dollars in fucking resin. Um, Ashway Nomads. It looks great. Uh, Ashwaste Nomads are getting Asungar, the Lady of Ash, uh, in resin from Forge World. Going to be like $60. So, you know, probably won't pick her up either, but it looks cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Mike Brooks is releasing his War Boss novel. So the next book in the uh, his, his Orcs uh, storyline that's going on. Um, that started with Brutal Cunning. So that's fun. Uh, we're finally getting the launch of the Space Marine board game in Japan. Yay! I don't know why they had to put that on the site. Uh, but the big one after that is we're getting Christmas bullshit. So we're getting like a, Christmas knitted, bullshit. a knitted chaos hat and scarf. So that's going to be fun. You know you love uh, that. I do. I'm not going to buy it, but it looks fun. Uh, we're getting a Christmas pin set with the Red Gobbo and his squig. But I think the big one is that we're getting to Red Gobbo and Squig Slipper Socks. <laughs> yeah, if they were just normal socks, I'd be all in. These are, yeah, they, they call them the comfort socks, so they're not meant to be worn with shoes. They have the grippy bullshit on the bottom of them, so it's it's just a hanging around the house sock. But, I, I mean, you know, if you want some Squig Socks, they are going to sell them. They look real Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, um... There's also advent calendars. There's the Koyo Warhammer pen advent calendars, one for 40K and one for Age of Sigmar. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of Christmas balls. Uh, also, Andrew, did you see that currently Death Leaper and Red Terror are on made to order? I did not. I did not. Death Leaper and Red Terror are on made to order. Death Leaper is 35, Red Terror is 50. Fuck that. I think I could probably find them on eBay for cheaper. Right. Yeah, but well, I was about to say, but not with all the parts, but I got parts. Hopefully that means that they're releasing a new Red Terror and Raveners kit in the near future. Mm, Raveners aren't probably that old not. though. Yeah. They're metal. Are they still? Yeah. Interesting. They're, they're, okay. they, they might have a plastic release of them, but they're pretty chunky and pretty old at this point. Uh, all right. So before we get into the main thing we're going to talk about on our show, which is uh Warhammer video game recommendations. The Nova Open Charitable Foundation. So you guys hear us talk about the Nova Open all the time. It's based on a charitable foundation that uh, does raffles. They just released their fall raffle today, and it's got some good shit on it. Uh, the two big standouts, I think, are the Warlord Titan Light of Carnage, which is a 40k full normal... Um, warlord titan that arrives in a pelican 1740 case which is like a fucking 300 pelican case 
Tickets for it are $10. So everyone you buy is going to be a raffle ticket. And they announce the winners in January sometime. But what's also really cool about this is I don't know who it's painted by. Um, uh, Damien Zari. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Neither do I. But Ben Counter, one of the Black Library authors, wrote the backstory for the Titan. So, like, it comes with the backstory of the Titan written by Ben Counter, which I think is pretty cool. That's a fun little bit of yeah. extra stuff to pay for. But uh, but the other one that's really, really fucking awesome and might be cooler than the Titan is Primarchs on Parade. It is all 18 of the original Primarchs. They're uh, Forge World models, the, the character series, painted and put into just really nice two big hanging displays. Uh, says it's, it's over $2,000 of just Primarch models. Not counting yeah. the fucking case it's in, or the paint job, or the paint jobs on them, but they're they're beautiful. Like these are like display quality. Uh, tickets for that one are also ten dollars, and they arrive in two AR. They arrive in KR cases with the artist opus light displays, so they will be protected in the shipping. Yeah, they are pretty gorgeous, and hey, even if you lose, you're still getting money to charity. Exactly, yeah. So all these go towards um, Doctors Without Borders, Fisher House, and the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. All very good, vetted charities. Like, seriously, yes. support these guys. This shit's awesome that they do. Uh, and every one of the things up for auction, there's a bunch of other stuff as well. It's all donated. Like, it's it's just people who build and paint these things and put them up, and it's, it's high-level stuff. There's... Uh, there's even a trip to the mini wargaming bunker in Ontario for five days and four nights, which I think I'm going to bid on that. Or not bid on it, that but would, raffle on it. It'd be fun. That would be pretty cool. We, we did meet Dave at Nova, and uh, wow, is he way too high energy for me, but at least I it's in a him. good way. I love him. So, but yeah, so check out the Nova, Nova Open Charitable Foundation. It's just that.org. Indeed. Uh, raffles close 127-2024, which gives you roughly, from time of recording, 65 days, 12 hours, 41 minutes, and like 30 seconds. Yeah, perfect. It says it on the thing. I'm not fucking Rain Man. <laughs> I was wondering why you had the 30 seconds. <laughs> That'd have been wild, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just, I know you're not as good at math as that makes it sound like you are, so. Oof. I as good as math that you are as English. I, I do words good and be speaking English all day, every day. Uh, all right. So when Andrew and I decided we were going to do this segment, we knew there were a lot of these video games. We didn't know there were so fucking many. Ga yeah. Games Workshop has been a part of well over 100 video games. So we've cherry picked some of ours for recommendation. So if you're new to the hobby or looking to just kind of branch out and play some of the video games, here's some of our recommendations. We're just going to kind of go through them, talk about them a little bit. Andrew, yeah. you want to start it off as tradition? Well, I'll start off with a very big one for most people I know that are in this hobby. It is the game that got me into Warhammer. This is what I saw. I got it on Steam for five bucks way back in the day. This is Warhammer Dawn of War. It's great. Uh, this great is game. a real-time strategy game. Uh, it's the game that uh, introduced Blood Ravens to the canon. Uh, released back in September 20th, 2004, which I was in high school. It really doesn't sound like it was that far away in my brain, but that's that's almost 20 years ago now. Um, 
this is just uh, it was just such a good introduction to such a fucking bizarre setting. You know, this is the first time I'd really been exposed to like this particular level of grimdark where I'm like, oh, the guys who built the base are these fucked up cyborgs that clearly don't have their own free will. My first introduction to servitors and then, you know, leaning into like the goofy aesthetic of the orcs and them just being a bunch of fucking football hooligans. And then, you know, Eldar just being space elves and nothing really special. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really, really solid introduction to the setting. Okay. Uh, you know, noble space marines, evil chaos, all that stuff. And then you get into the expansion sets where they slowly introduce all of the other uh, factions of the setting. So by the time they got to Soulstorm, you'd had Sisters of Battle, Dark Eldar, Tau, Tyranids, like Necrons, this just Necrons. Or, I guess yeah. Orcs were in the main game, weren't they? Yeah, uh, all all the big factions. There were sub factions that weren't quite in there yet, but it's just it's a fantastic way to to show somebody the setting for the first time. And overall, a pretty solid game too. Like Great it's game. it's a genuinely very fun real time strategy game. Uh, it's also where a lot of Warhammer means come from. So you know, st- steel boxes comes from this. Uh, Trying to think of other ones that. The fucking intro cutscene where the guy screams and the recording of his yell is just so fucking bit crushed and ridiculous sounding is ingrained in my fucking memory. It's part of my being at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's just such a fun like slice of nostalgia for just Warhammer in general. And I think it really it's an introduction for a lot of people into the setting, not just me. Yeah, and this this came out at a great time for me because I was also in high school. I was in late high school, so I was spending my money on things other than Warhammer. It was one of the times when I wasn't big into the hobby, but boy, did this scratch the itch, especially when, um, I believe it was Winter Crusade, Winter Assault came out in like 2005 that was fucking Imperial Guard. Dude, I put so much time into that. This game, it spawned two sequels. One of them was good. One of them was... Oh, sequel. three sequels. Winter Assault, Dark Crusade, and Soulstorm. No, 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 no. Not, not expansion sequels. Uh, Dawn of War 2, Dawn of War 3. Oh, oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. But no, it was great. Uh, it was super fun to just swarm hundreds and hundreds of infantry uh, just to drag down Chaos Marine Terminators. It was fantastic. Yeah, super fun. And it's just the perfect introduction to all of the basic uh, factions where it was a really good way to like help pick and choose what I actually liked in the setting whenever I first decided to buy my first stuff, which was works. But, you know, that game did more for the hobby than probably anything else did. Probably like this was this was just knocking it out of the park as far as marketing goes for the setting. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. And then had a massive mod community too. Like there were, uh, oh, I forget the name of the main mod, but there's one where it was just a guy who wanted to have different variations of Lehman Russes and Bane Blades mm-hmm. uh, and slowly modded that in. And uh, up until at least three or four years ago, that ended up resulting in every mark of Titan coming out, all of the Bio Titans for Tyranids, all of the huge stuff for Necrons, just like all of the wacky extended shit that they just couldn't do with the system at the time. People have made mods for it. So if you want to, uh, you have apocalypse, uh, but on your computer, there are mods out there for it. Yeah. Well, how about you, Tony? What's uh, what's your next game that's not Dawn of War? So one of the other big ones that got a lot of people into this hobby was Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Marine. Space Marine. It, yes, Space Marines. It's where the rest of the memes came from. Yep. <laughs> but this is a. It came out in two thousand eleven. 
Uh, it came out the same weekend as um, Dead Island did as well. So, you know. And it came out like uh, two weeks, I think, before Dark Souls. So it got overshadowed yeah, pretty quickly. It did. <laughs> so it, it's a third person over the shoulder, like hack and slash. There's a lot of range combat, but there's a lot of melee. That's how you like regen your shield and stuff like that, and your health rather. Um, yeah. But it's got all your favorite weapons in there. You've got thunder hammers, you've got bolters, plasma, um, the fucking vengeance launcher, which isn't actually in the game, like the, the game of 40 K uh, there. I think you had a last cannon. You could use at one point. Uh, multiplayer had the last cannon. Multiplayer sure. had the last cannon. I know. Yeah. But it was a great campaign. You're playing against orcs primarily, but there's also chaos in there. Great fucking soundtrack. Oh, and the it, soundtrack is amazing. Oh God. If you want a game that really showcases like the aesthetic of Warhammer, this is it. Like the backgrounds, like you'll look and you'll see these basilicas that are like fucking 300 stories tall in the back. It's it really shows the world and the lore. Well, yeah, and they have a lot of, uh, it ends up being like factories, the game, because there's only yeah. so much they could do with the Xbox 360 at the time. But uh, they have a lot of like real-time 3D models that you wouldn't expect. Like you you're, you see in the distance, like uh, a 500 foot tall super crane, and you're like, yeah, it's part yeah. of the skybox, whatever. But then when as you get close to it, it starts swinging towards you, and you're like, oh no, that's an actual animated model. Holy yeah. shit, they really went above and beyond to make the scale of this place feel real for the fucking 40K setting. And the multiplayer on this game was the fucking best. So it was much fun. So much fun to just have like to have a jump pack and a thunder hammer, and just be a fucking god of death. Or, uh, or you get dude, the guy who's up running around meleeing people, and then you're just mm -hmm. up top with a heavy bolter, just mowing down the remains. Uh, I, I loved the storm bolter melta gun combo because you're just oh, laying hate down, and then somebody gets close, and you just you just fucking no scope them with a melt and insta kill them and get so much hate. I but, always uh, loved him, the thunder hammer jump pack guy would be coming, and it's like, oh man, that's gonna suck. Melt him out of the sky, yeah. <laughs> or just I'm gonna combat roll backwards and then shoot you. Yep. Oh, such a fun game and did you allegedly the... space marine 2 is coming yeah. out next year and i'm super excited for it did you know that was announced on december 10th 2021 jesus <laughs> uh did you ever but... play the dreadnought download dlc I for did. this game god that damn was... it <laughs> Uh, it was really annoying because the way they did multiplayer, you couldn't really pick and choose by like what map type you wanted. So you couldn't yeah. just say, I want to play just Dreadnoughts. <laughs> you had to just like join a game and hope it was Dreadnoughts. But when you actually got Dreadnoughts, oh, it was oh. so much fun. Yeah. So basically how Dreadnought worked is there were only like three or four maps that it was on in the whole game. But you're fighting over like a King of the Hill point, And when you would capture it and take it, a fucking you would one of the players would spawn as a dreadnought with a fucking assault cannon and oh my god that shit was hard to kill oh absolute terror you you had to get melted guns and last cannons mm -hmm. to take it down like in the actual yeah. tabletop version uh, and I, I really liked the horde mode that it had too that was really solid really fucking very well solid co-op for that yeah. yeah for for a 2011 game that was fucking just peak good shit and it's a really good power fantasy game. Like, I'll, I'll end up replaying it once every year or two just to smash up some orcs. It's just a fun time. It's it's very solid all around. Definitely love it. And I think, I don't know if it's the first game to do the kills for health regen, but it's definitely one of the first big ones. So uh, thanks, Space Marine, if you like Doom. Doom mm -hmm. 2016, because yes. that's, that's where the glory kill system came from. 
yeah but uh so that's that's my top recommendation game i think oh so good um well i guess we'll go into me then uh so this is my non that, that is how War that top. is how turns work indeed unless uh, maybe i'm gonna roll and double turn you andrew yeah age of sigmar Here we oh go. that's what we should do uh, is every time we do one of these we should roll for priority to see who gets to say it first god i hope they get rid of that in fourth edition i do too i really do <laughs> it's so stupid or do alternating activations like like civilized games if whatever we'll, we'll get into it later um Speaking of Warhammer Fantasy, <laughs> Warhammer Total War. So this is like my actual top recommendation. I just wanted to get Dawn of War out of the way as the game that introduced me to the Warhammer setting. But um, if I'm if if you want like the feel of like actual tabletop without having to commit to the models and everything, Warhammer Total War, or sorry, Total War Warhammer. My apologies. Uh, is just such an incredible way to get the vibes of old warhammer fantasy because it's set in the old world this is pre it getting nuked and becoming the age of sigmar um there are currently three total war warhammer games uh and there are what can charitably be described as a metric fuck ton of dlcs for it so uh that being said you can pick and choose your factions really easily because they came with base factions for each of them. Uh, and then they added additional factions and commanders and so forth on. So you don't have to necessarily commit to buying all of the DLC because that's like 300 bucks at this point if you do that, even on sale. So what instead you should do is get all three of the main games on sale because they tie together. They become uh, one giant map called Immortal Empires. So you could play the individual campaigns, which uh, cordons off certain sections of the map. So if you play uh, the uh, Empire of Man, you're just cordoned off to the Reichlands and that general area of the northern section of essentially Europe. Um, but if you wanted to, you could play in the Immortal Empires campaign where you get opened up to the literal entire map of the Warhammer fantasy setting, including Arabay. Uh, you can go to fucking, uh, 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 I'm blanking on all the names of it, Lustria, Lustria. which is South America, essentially. Uh, you can go to the Dark Elf Lands, which is North America. Um, the, the Far East, Nippon. Yeah, you can go to Nippon, uh, you can go to Cathay, which is China, which they actually, uh, in Warhammer 3, they introduced entirely new factions like you get Cathay oh, which shit. is yeah it's it's mentioned in Warhammer Fantasy but they never released models for that so no there was stuff there was stuff that it like talked about that came out of it yeah but the, this has like actual like faction leaders like individual troops like elites and stuff it is a full-blown faction oh, where it's it's all very Chinese aesthetics and stuff you know uh, terracotta soldiers stuff like that uh, very heavily inspired by that sort of aesthetic uh, the leaders are all like living dragons that can polymorph into human shape and they have different uh, powers and stuff whenever you transform them into humans versus dragons um they introduced Kislev, which was a faction, but like with only a few models. But now it's its own full thing where you get Katarina the Tsar, who does all her fucking ice magic and stuff and rides a fucking polar bear. Um, you get uh, the Orthodoxy, so you can essentially get like Mad Rasputin as one of your leaders. Like, it's really cool. Uh, but then they also have all the, the other stuff. Like, you know, say you wanted to play orcs. You can play as Grimgor Ironhide, who is the Gazgul Thraka of the Warhammer Fantasy setting, but you can also play as the wacky shit like uh grom de Ponch, whose whole shtick is he was a goblin i think i talked about him when we talked about yeah, our yeah. heroes of uh of warhammer fantasy way back in the day like episode five or whatever uh he ate a bit of troll meat 
<clears throat> he didn't die, but it kept growing in his stomach, so he kept digesting it and getting bigger and bigger from it. So now he's the size of an orc and leads his own massive uh, goblin and orc wah, specifically against uh, the elves, because he hates high elves. So you can play his campaign setting, where if you play his actual like proper campaign in Total War Warhammer 2, uh, his whole shtick is not only are you trying to take over land, but you're a fucking chef. You're trying to make like new ingredients and like dishes that. and stuff. So you're kicking your your way across the land, destroying people just so you can get ingredients to make all these new fucking dishes and stuff because that's what he needs to be happy, I guess. So they do a really good job of like drilling down into the wackier and wilder aspects of Warhammer fantasy. All of the vampire lords of uh, uh, the cart... Or- my brain wanted to say car starks Karsteens. uh <laughs> not this isn't this isn't a song of ice and fire miniatures game by cool minis or not no car starks <laughs> um so the Karsteens. so you have tons of vampire people tons of undead options you get all of the wacky lords for the bretonians you get all of the, like the dozens of lords for the the empire of man like there's just if you if you get really drilled down at the dlcs there is a hundred percent going to be something that fits your play style if you like real time or uh turn-based strategy because if you haven't played total war there's an overworld map that's turn-based and then when you do battles it goes into real time and it's just tons of fun super fun absolutely a 100 percent must buy if you like warhammer fantasy or age of sigmar uh, and as a total war game it was really big because it introduced flying units and magic which Total War is based on historicals before this, so that just wasn't a thing. Uh, So now you get, you know, dragons and giant bats and people casting fucking fireballs and tornadoes of death and stuff like that. So it really added a big rub into the uh, Total War uh, mechanics. So it was really good just for that, on top of being a fucking love letter to the Warhammer Fantasy setting. And I could ramble on about that for ages, but I think that's a good place to stop. (laughs) Uh, So my next one is also in the old world. And that is Warhammer End Times Vermintide. If, oh my god, if you liked Left 4 Dead, this is the game for you. It yep. is a four-player co-op game where you take the roles of... Um, oh my god, I cannot for the life of me remember any of their names all of a sudden. Holy crap. Uh, it's, uh, an, it's an Empire guy, a fucking Dwarf Ranger, uh, a Red Wizard, a Witch Hunter, and an Elf Ranger. I cannot the remember only one whose name I remember is the witch hunter is Victor Saltspire. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe I blinked on those. Anyway, their names aren't important. But the bad guy in this, instead of being zombies like in Left 4 Dead, is Skaven. So it's rats. It's just endless fucking hordes of rats in uh, Ubersrek. It's so much fucking fun. Each character has their own thing that they're kind of good at. Like the uh, the dwarf is a really good tank. The Empire guy is real good with two-handed weapons. The Rangers are really good range guy, the elf. The wizard, you have to, like, balance your heat so you don't explode, but sometimes you want to explode because it does a big AoE as you're just whipping fire around. And then the witch hunter is a really good balance of all of them. Yeah, he's very fast melee and a lot of, like, he has, like, a brace of pistols that he can take so he can shoot the hell out of some hordes. Uh, and you have you fight everything like the most common opponent in Vermintide are Skaven slaves and clan rats, but then you also fight like storm vermin, which if you're not expecting them can fuck you up. Uh, you'll hear the rattling guns, which is literally just a fucking chain gun, 
And that's horrifying. The first time we encountered one of those when I played it, we were all in a narrow hallway and our dwarf was in the back watching our asses and we were cut to fucking ribbons. Yep, that is the perfect place for a chain gunner. Yes, it is. Uh, then there's the... the uh, oh, I can't... Oh my god, why is my name... 8% beer. The Poisoned Wind Globideers? Yeah, there's the Poisoned Wind Globideers, which, you know, they throw Poisoned Wind, it's uh, it's smoke bombs that fuck you up. And then there's the the guy with the man catcher. Oh, the trapper? Yeah, the trapper. He's a, he's a clan Mulder guy. He usually catches the other rats, but he will come up, grab one of your party, and drag them away. And it it is bad. If you're if you're alone, you will encounter one of those. Uh, and it's it's very it's not a one to one for Left 4 Dead, but it's really close. So like the trapper is the jockey from Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Uh, the gutter runner is the hunter. Yeah, the gutter uh, runner is the assassin. The poison wing glove a deer is the, uh, the boomer, the, the spitter slash boomer. Yeah. Um, you do get a rat ogre, which oh, is the tank. It's so, so mean. Yeah, it's just, it's a really good way to translate the Left 4 Dead style onto Warhammer Fantasy, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's a load of fun. It is a very dark game. Yes, it's like lighting-wise, it's very dark. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's done by Fat Shark, and they've done a lot of really good stuff. Uh, speaking of, they also did Warhammer Vermintide 2, which they is did. Uh, very similar to the first one, but they also added Worshippers of Nurgle onto it. So mm-hmm. on top of Skaven, you also have human cultists of Nurgle. Um, mostly the same stuff, but with a lot of uh, different subclasses you can choose with your characters. But enemy-wise, there's a few extra ones. So on top of the Rad Ogre, you also now get the Storm Fiend. So you have to deal <laughs> with the... Uh, fucking chain gunner guy who's also a giant tank essentially um but like we've mentioned with that model there's the creepy brain rat on his back so yeah, if you can get around him and start point. wailing on the brain rat then he'll die faster oh uh, you get chaos spawn now who they're about as tough as the rat ogre but they'll also like spit vo- fucking acid everywhere and they'll pick you up and like start swallowing you for constant damage uh Oh shit! What else? They also introduced the Chaos Warriors, who are like the super fucking yeah. heavily armored. They're like they're like the Storm Vermin Plus, essentially. Super hard to put them down. Um, but then they also did the subclasses, like I said. So uh, like with the Witch Hunter, um, you can start off with the basic guy who has got the pistols and the rapier and stuff. But you can turn into the Bounty Hunter, which makes them really good with like crossbows and ranged weapons. Specifically, you can turn him into a fanatic, so that way he gets uh, the more hurt he is, the more damage he does back in return uh like the dwarf he can be a slayer so he does a shitload of bonus damage to monsters or you can make him one of the uh what a barakner or whatever uh one of the the engineers so yeah he gets a fucking steam powered like machine gun essentially as his bonus his special ability uh the most recent dlc they did was you can take the bright wizard and make her a necromancer so you can summon skeletons and stuff oh that's cool Uh, i didn't know that yeah, I kind of want to get back and play it a little bit to try her out because that was a pretty cheap DLC. Yeah. Um, the uh, Human Warrior got a DLC where he can be one of the Knights of Bretonia. Yep, so I you, bought that the going, second it came out. Going full sword and board. So there's a ton of different play styles now. And they introduced a lot of... Uh, Fat Shark's really good about supplementing their games. So typically, mm-hmm. they're like a double-A Eurojank developer. So like they release good games, but they tend to be a little buggy and they need time to be refined. Um, and Fermentide 2 has been out since 2018, I think, something like that. Uh, that sounds uh, right. So they've had plenty of time to like 
fix it up, refine it, add more stuff onto it, and they have added shitloads of campaigns, like very cheap DLC that adds on two or three additional maps. So now they're up to like 20 or 25 maps for just the campaign. Yeah, and their DLC rarely costs more than five or 10 bucks, which is great. Especially for a game that's, you know, over five years old now, that's still continuously getting updates. Like the the Necromancer DLC came out at uh, Halloween. So like this Halloween, so they're still updating it. Um, they also introduced a, uh, a roguelike challenge mode where you go into the chaos wastes and get upgrades and fight harder yeah, and harder that and was like randomized so monsters. It's so much fun. They, they just did a fantastic job of keeping this game up to date and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. Hey, Andrew, what else did they make recently? Hmm. Well, I was going to save that one for later, but if we want to oh, okay. go into the similar formula, we can go with dark tide, similar to Vermintide, but 40 K, um, Pretty much all the same stuff we just said about Vermintide, except for specifically... Yeah, put, put a Chaos Nurgle. skin on it. <laughs> yeah, Nurgle Chaos followers, but 40k version. So you get Poxwalkers as like the basic zombies, but then you also get uh, Nurgleified yeah, Imperial Guard Traders. Guardsmen. Yeah, so you got you got to deal with a lot more range stuff in this one. So uh, cultists with las guns, uh, flamers. There's guys with like uh, electrified nets to trap you. It's still very Left for Dead formula, but you know, sci-fi essentially. Spawns of Nurgle um, to eat you. Yes. Oh, God, the Beast of Nurgle are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then you get the different uh, uh, class types in this one, too. So you get the Zealot, who, like I said, with the, the Witch Hunter, gets more damage the more hurt he is. You get the uh, the Guard Veteran, who's the guy who you give him the Plasma Gun or the Laz Gun. He sits back and shoot guys. Yeah. You get the Psyker, who uh, has a different range of abilities depending on what weapons they pick. The Psyker's kind of broken. Like, Psyker can be very broken. Yeah, if you get the right weapons and builds, they're fucking ridiculous. Joseph uh, and I played like... with uh, two of them at one point. They were two randoms, and like, I don't think him and I killed anything. They just killed everything. We're like, okay, I guess we're just just along for the ride then. Yeah, you can you can pick if you want them to be like AOE. You can pick if you want them to be really good at like sniping elite units or something. Uh, there's one ability where you can shoot chain lightning at people, which doesn't do much damage, but it weakens them so your friends can hurt them a lot more easily. So they're very fun. Uh, and then my personal favorite, which is the Ogren, which is the big the boy best. tank. Oh, he's so much fun. He's the big boy tank. He has shitloads of health, shitloads of stamina. He does fuck tons of melee damage. He can get a heavy stubber as his gun, so he's just got this massive fucking machine gun just mowing down hordes of people. Uh, you have a charge ability where you can blast through hordes of guys on your own. Uh, you have I have a shield a couple- and a power mace. That might be my favorite yeah. combo. Uh, the, the fucking mason board is mm-hmm. so much fun because you can take off like, whatever like a... Uh, uh, a reaper chain gunner shooting at you you can take that with the shield and it's great um i have had a couple of games where uh one of the main differences on this one between vermintide is you can take multiples of the same class so if someone takes the wizard you can't take two wizards but in dark tide if someone wants to play a psyker someone else can also play the psyker so i've had a couple of games where i played as four ogrens and there's no stopping that <laughs> it's it's yeah. the silliest play type the main problem is the ogrem is huge so he takes up the entire screen. So if you play as four of them, you just can't see what the fuck you're doing. You're just wailing away with your mace, hoping you kill stuff. But it's still a super, super ton of fun. Um, this one got a little more notoriety because it was buggy on launch. Like I said, Fat Shark is a double-A Eurojank developer. They release good games that are buggy at launch that they over time make better. They're currently doing that. They just released a very big update for the game. Uh, they've been putting out tons and tons and tons of patches for it. Lots of good DLC, little incremental free um, map upgrades and stuff. 
So it's it's at a very good place right now. They just had their year anniversary. This time next year, it's going to be even better because they're very yeah. good at, at keeping their games up to date. So if you weren't hopping on the Dark Tide train because you heard that it was a little buggy at launch, now is a good time for it. Hey, it's on Game Pass. You don't even have to buy yeah. the game if you don't want to. That's the way to do Super it. Super really. fun game. 100% recommend. Tons of fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Love it. We played it just the other day. It's... Yep. It's a great one. And like Andrew said, it's on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, give it a shot. Worst case, you spend time downloading it, play it, and then you uninstall it. Yeah. It's, you know, you're, you've already got the subscription. If you don't like it, play something else. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to bounce over to one done by a developer called Rogue Factor, which is kind of a smaller developer from what I understand. It uh, came out in 2015, and that is Mordheim, City of the Damned. And oh, this yeah. is as close as they could get to a one-to-one port of the Mordheim tabletop game. So Mordheim is a skirmish warband game. So there's all kinds. There's Skaven. There's different flavors of human. There's undead. There's orcs and goblins. There's um, lizard men. So all of your main factions are in this game. And basically you're building a warband. And you're hunting for Warpstone, which is uh, power, currency, different factions want it for different things. And it's it's just a small-scale skirmish game. You've got anywhere between like 8 and 12 models, units, whatever you want to call them, on the table at a time. It's a good version of it. The only downside of this is on the tabletop game, you can kind of see where your opponents are at least. In this, since it's they wanted to make it more video game style there's a fog of war everywhere so you could spend most of your game and your opponent could spend most of their game wandering around not finding anyone which kind of sucks but it's a it's a solid port of it it's good fun if you like mordheim and you don't have a local group this will scratch the itch uh it can be kind of rubber bandy at times. So like if your war band starts to get really good, all of a sudden, all the other war bands will get very good for no reason, or will get perfect rolls on everything, which is kind of bullshit, but you know, that's games for you. Rock, paper, shotgun called it unex- uninspiring, unexciting and languid, which is bullshit. Because if you look at its ratings, it got, you know, 74 out of a hundred or like, Eight or high, eight out of ten or higher on most things. Which did well, you ever play that one, that Andrew? Is, uh, how much of that is uh, old heads like you who like Mordheim going like, oh yeah, this is a very good port of it, versus people who only play video games have never played Mordheim going, yes, whatever as an action. That's game. fair because okay. it is kind of clunky because you're having to manage resources a lot. You're having to really manage your movement and things. And if you're not careful, you'd be like, oh fuck, I clicked over here. My guy can't actually run that far, so now he's just dick in the wind in the middle of the street and there's two crossbows at the end of it yeah that could uh, make things bad um no i haven't actually played it although i do own it i picked it up on sale for like a dollar last year and just haven't gotten to it yet so that's that's another thing all these games we're talking about go on sale wildly regularly like they'll almost all go on sale during the winter sale I think the most expensive one I've mentioned so far is the Total War games. And even then, if you're getting just the core game, the most recent one, Total War 3, came out last year, and it's already on sale for like 40 bucks on one of the Steam sales. Uh, You got any other big ones? My my other ones are just kind of small ones I wanted to touch on. Uh, My last proper big one, I would say, is uh, another... I guess. 
another strategy game which uh, I really really like which is Warhammer 40k Mechanicus have you ever played this one Tony I have not uh, I almost got Armageddon which is uh, just the Imperial Guard version of it yeah so this is um this is essentially XCOM but 40k um so turn-based strategy take cover shoot people you know percentages on how to hit stuff like that uh so you're essentially playing a adeptus mechanicus excursion onto a necron 2 world and the whole point of it is you are fucking grave robbing you're just stealing everything that's not nailed down and when the necrons start waking up going hey stop that you just murder the shit out of them so you're british yeah exactly you're space british but also cyborgs um this is a fantastic game for that uh really really fun strategy game uh normal setting it's not actually that hard you do tend to snowball by the end of it but if you play in hard it does actually present a pretty decent challenge um it also has a options mode where you can like tweak the difficulty settings it turns off achievements if you care about that sort of shit but uh you can either tweak it to be crazy easy or like fucking iron man this is the hardest challenge ever if this guy dies he's dead there's no bringing him back type stuff um Super fun in that regard. Uh, really solid art design, good voice acting for the characters that have voices. Because the Necrons speak in English, which is interesting. But the uh, Admech uh, main characters that you deal with speak in like... Uh, imagine a Jawa, but it's being filtered through like an iPad. It's very like digital and garbled and cool and very interesting. Uh, really good way to like save on voice acting budget where you could tell somebody just kind of made noises into a synthesizer and then they just yeah. kind of like subtitled it around. Yeah, essentially. Uh, really fun though. Uh, one of the big things about this is it has a fucking bumping soundtrack like this might be the best warhammer video game soundtrack i do not kid it is amazing um oh god it's just it's like you fuse like uh i don't even know how to describe it like like church organs and synth stuff and like fucking like bass boosted fucking uh techno into it it's it's this really weird wild fusion of music that somehow works super well and really really conveys the feeling of you know weird space catholic cyborgs i'm Uh, gonna call this um techno catholicism yeah it's awesome it's really like it's legitimately worth picking up just to listen to the soundtrack uh but uh you also get a very good game with it as well so hyper hyper recommendation very good super fantastic game really wish they would release a sequel or another game that's like this exact same setting all right i'll have to check that one out sounds so much fun pretty all right what's your last one so i've got one more big one even though i played it very little uh, that's mostly because my computer at the time couldn't handle it. Now I can, so I could probably go back to it. And that is Battlefleet Gothic Armada. In case you guys don't know, I really enjoy specialist games, uh, especially yeah. old Grognard specialist games. This is based off of Battlefleet Gothic from, fuck, what year was that? Like 2001, 2002, I think is when Battlefleet Gothic? Oh, 99, question. 99 is Battlefleet Gothic. And apparently it ran till 2013 is when they discontinued the line, which I didn't realize it ran that long. Wow. But Battlefleet Gothic is space combat. It is, you know, just your spaceships, you're going back and forth, you play as the Imperium in the campaign. I played a little bit of it, my computer kept crashing, so I couldn't play much of it. But it's another one of those where it goes really well along with the 
the actual miniatures game. You're having to manage your shields. You're having to really pay attention to like what vectoring you're on, because if you, you know, cut your engines, you're just, you're going to keep drifting because that's how space works. Uh, you can like bracket them with torpedoes. It's always really fun. It was really fun doing the tabletop game as well is try and use like torpedoes to fire them. Cause they, they go over time to kind of corral them into a spot to shoot them better. But the game was so good that they released a second one, which I think I picked up on a Steam sale as well. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic 2 came out in 2019, and it's the same thing. It's, you know, 70, high 70s, low 80s on everything. Uh, it's supposed to also have a really good soundtrack. It's done by... I've never uh, heard of these guys, like Tenaldos Ten- Interactive. Yeah, Tendalos, yeah. Yeah, have you, have you ever heard of them? Uh, only in regards to Battlefleet Gothic. Let's I was going to say, uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 is, if you have to be at 1, get 2, because 1 had 4 races at start with a bunch of DLC races. 2 comes with pretty much everything right off the bat. So right. it's worth it Worth it just to have all the factions, essentially. So these guys have done 3 games. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic, Battlefleet Gothic 2, and Aliens Dark Descent. Ah, look at that. Yeah, so we've enjoyed their games. Right, Speaking that's, of, that's uh, the one we played, isn't it? No, we played Fireteam Elite. Uh, Dark Fire Descent Elite. is Aliens, but XCOM. So if you like the XCOM-style games, we got Mechanicus and Aliens Dark Descent. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so definitely recommend it if you like those. Um, I still think the that they're going to do a tabletop revamp of BFG. Wouldn't shock me if they did eventually. Um, it would probably just be Imperium v Chaos. They'll they'll probably keep doing stuff in the Heresy yeah. line just to only have to print off you know one set of ships and not have to deal with spikes and stuff. But whatever, that's yeah. what conversions are for. You got any other quick recos you want to touch on? Uh, plenty of good fast recommendations. Yeah. Um, nothing I have to go super in depth on. So the video game version of Blood Bowl Two, very yep. good at this yep, point. Yep, yep. Uh, it's still the 2016 rule set, so it's a little bit out of date. But on the whole, the vast majority of the rules do apply to the current rule set. Uh, just a couple of little tweaks here and there. Um, they've released most of the teams for it at this point as DLC. Again, you can pick it up on Super Sale for super cheap. Uh, if you buy all the DLC teams with the base game, it's like 20 bucks or less. Super recommended. Re- recommend it. I have over 100 hours in it. It's just a very fun, solid game to play. Um, uh, another fun one that was a recent launch was 40K Bolt Gun, which is yes. uh, Doom but 40K. That um, actually leans a lot more into Doom 2016 than original Doom because it's more like arena-based and, you know, doing melee attacks to regenerate health that sort of stuff but still super fun first person shooter uh did a very good job with the setting uh, really good sprite work good soundtrack etc and so forth just solid game all around um necromunda hired gun again if you want to play kind of the doom 2016 style uh you play as a bounty hunter in the underhive it's janky as fuck but it is pretty fun uh you're just cutting your way through goliaths and eshers and you know other hive scum very solid time on that regard uh space hulk tactics if you want to essentially play a video game version of the space hulk board game that's just it it's it, it's so pretty much a one-to-one in that regard um there's just like like tony said at the start there's over a hundred warhammer games and most of them are kind of crap but there's still at least 20 or 30 out there that are worth playing i'd say oh yeah yeah just a, a qu- couple of quick touches on on mine there's space hulk deathwing 
which is a first person shooter. The single player is hot fucking garbage. The multiplayer is some of the most fun you will ever have. It's, it's space Hulk. You're just going through a space Hulk against Tyranids with three of your buddies. There's librarian. There's just all the fun stuff. It's great. It's a load of fun. Yep. Uh, there is Warhammer 40,000 kill team, which was a top down twin stick shooter from the early 2010s. Uh, yeah. 2011. That was a great game. Another fantastic soundtrack, but it's, it's a fairly short game top down. You're just invading an orc spaceship. You play with four people. It's super arcadey. I would love to have an arcade cabinet of this game. If it existed. That would be great. Yeah. You could probably rig one up with a Raspberry Pi or something if you wanted to do a very small amount of programming. Eh, I don't. Uh, there's two mobile games I want to touch on. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if either one of them are still around, though one of them got a 2021 Xbox One release. That is Warhammer 40,000 Space Wolf. It's technically a, a CCG, but it's not. It's a, it's a turn-based game where you're going through and you're... Um, you're fighting like tyranids and things like that. It, it's not bad. You play as space wolves, you get new characters. It's a good time waster. I did it for a while. Speaking of good time wasters, there's Warhammer 40,000 free blade, which is you're just, you're a knight. It's one of those. You kind of point at things on the screen and you kill them. You're just a free blade knight working for the dark angels. But then the weird dark horse one that I really enjoy that I don't know if anyone else has actually ever fucking played it's Warhammer 40,000 Regicide. I I have that game. <laughs> have you played it? It's actually really good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's chess, but you have action points. It reminds me a lot of... Was it Clay Fighter that was the old chess game? There was no, an old, that was no, a, that was a that fighter was, game. That was a fighter game. There was an old one that was... It had the same like style as Clay Fighter that was chess. Uh, and when you would take the other piece, it would like destroy it. Battle chess, I think. Ooh, that might be it. Uh, okay, Play Fighter 63 and a third. Aha, uh-huh. okay. So, it was chess, but then when you would take a piece, you would do a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm watching a, a, a video clip of it right now. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was what I was thinking. Uh, but it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, it's it's chess, but you have grenades. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically. It's such an odd idea for it, but it was like five bucks on launch. I picked it up. It was fun. Oh, yeah, I got it free from a white dwarf. Oh, even better. Yeah, but no. Uh, so those are our video game recommendations. You know, play some, reach out to us, tell us ones you like, tell us what we're wrong about. Yeah, if there's a big one that we missed, be sure to let us know, because I'm always down for a game I haven't played before if it's really good. Agreed. Uh, Andrew, you want to plug all of our social stuff? Oh, See if yeah. you can actually get my Instagram right this time? We'll try. I've had an 8.1% beer. 35th time's the charm. Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, the best way to reach us is dice like ice podcast at gmail.com because that one pings Tony's phone. You'll get to him right off the bat. Um, we'll, we'll actually respond to it. Uh, the second best way to reach us is on Instagram. I am the brush goblin. Tony is mediocre minis painter. Yeah. Yeah. But there's yeah. underscores in between each word. That's true. Yes. Uh, I don't have underscores on mine. I'm just one big word, but I didn't say miniatures this time. So there you, you go. Did, you did say minis. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I, I had to have a moment where I had to, to really <laughs> reach my mind back. I know. Um, I, could, I could smell the rubber burning. Yeah. No, it's definitely, oh, I'm, it's the end of the recording and I've had a, a high ABV beer. Um, yeah. So Instagram, that's a good, that's a good place to reach us as well. Uh, it's a decent place to see our 
sort of kind of recent hobby progress i i occasionally post stuff on it um i need to post a bunch of stuff i haven't posted in a bit if you want to just shout into the void we also have a facebook and a twitter uh we don't check those really tony checks the facebook like once a year um but that's about it uh yeah and that's pretty much it we're not big on the social medias but you you can reach us if you really really want to yep uh we have a patreon at this point yeah so you know if you like the show want to support us hop onto the patreon uh it'll get you discord access so you know come hang out chat with us do our hobby hangout with us every tuesday at 8 p.m ish eastern standard we get onto the discord and do a big hobby hangout usually there's anywhere between what like four and ten of us on there give or take this week it was literally just me but i think everybody's getting ready for thanksgiving so that's okay i was at work and by the time That's... I left work, I hopped onto it, but no was on for my entire 30-minute drive home, so I was kind of bummed out. Yeah, there you go. I hopped onto it for like 45 minutes, and yeah. nobody else hopped on, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's also, the season. A lot of our guys have started playing on TTS, getting in games of AOS and 40K, so you know, if you, if you join our Discord, you're more than welcome to ping those guys, and there's always somebody willing to play a game. We also or, have uh, stream it if you want to just check it out and see if yep. it's your vibe. If you're a 40k guy who's AOS curious or vice versa. Exactly. And then, of course, we have our full pseudo sponsor partner, uh, Stevie at Baron of Dice. Like always, use code Icy Dice for 5% off your order. Great products, awesome stuff, killer guy. We interviewed him a couple of episodes back if you want to listen to his process. And then, uh, yeah, Andrew, you got any uh, advice to leave us on tonight? uh yeah so you know as uh as you heard it's almost thanksgiving which means the weather's getting cool so fun thing for those of you who uh might not know it if you look at your ceiling fan there's usually a little switch on the side of it and if you flick that the ceiling fan will go in reverse and if you do that all the warm air that has risen to the top of your room will then be forced downward keeping your home nice and warm it surprises me how many people don't know about that yeah, you know, if you're from the South, I mean, it's ceiling yeah. fans is to keep things cold. So you know. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, on that note, dust your fucking fan, especially before you do that. If you don't dust your fan and it's been going because you're in the South, so it goes all the time and you flip that little switch and it reverses, you will choke yourself out with all of the dust that will come off of it. Yeah, it's amazing how much we'll collect over a season on those. It's gnarly. It's, it's almost like every bit of air that goes through the room gets pulled through it. Yeah, it's shocking, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, once again, thanks for listening. And you heard it here first. Change your ceiling fans direction. There we go. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> and dust your ceiling fans. Have a good night, a safe holiday, and we'll catch you on the next one. Happy Thanksgiving, if you're in America. Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble indeed. <laughs> Have a go. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Dice like guys must be nice to play some games with your friends. Necromunda makes you wonder how friendships end. So flip that table if you're able and consult your charts and graphs. So let's have some fun and get it done or you can kiss my ass
Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under Dice Like Ice Podcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to William James for our outro music and Scarlet Saturn for letting us use their music at the intro to our show. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.